Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of SNTR Gaming News talking about Sony's plans to launch 10 live service games over the next four years. I'm going to give you a very quick breakdown right here at the start of the stream. If you didn't catch the live stream and you're watching the VOD, hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss these live streams. We do them all throughout the week. They're safe for work. They're great discussions and we appreciate it. I'm actually going to bring people over from the previous live stream this morning. We talked about Halo and I'm going to give you the quick breakdown right here. This is an SNTR update. Sony aims to add 10 live service games over the next four years, and this lines up with some predictions I recently made four months ago about live service potentially becoming the new norm. After their acquisition of Bungie, it became very clear Sony was interested in their proprietary technology as well as their expertise in live service multi-platform games. If you like these quick updates, hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my upload. So according to thegamer.com, the industry industry's growing infatuation with live service games became even clearer during Sony's latest financial earnings call when the company said it hopes to develop a grand total of 10 games in such a mold by 2026. This is only four years away, meaning it aims to have almost a dozen titles under its belt in under four years to maintain the same level of player retention as Destiny 2, Fortnite, or Apex Legends. Live service is becoming a bit of a byword in the gaming industry. Gamers don't like the idea of live service. I think too often people conflate the idea of live service with Fortnite or a battle pass, but they forget there are other ways to do live service, whether you look at Diablo 3 after their Loot 2.0 system and their seasonal format, also the Expedition format in No Man's Sky, or the seasonal format in Destiny 2. These would all be considered successful and good live service endeavors to varying degrees, and other games are adopting similar patterns. When Assassin's Creed Valhalla clearly took notes from AC Odyssey and started really investing in live service push and format and then coming out and saying they were working on a live service ongoing Assassin's Creed called Assassin's Creed Infinity, combining that with the commercial success of the live service efforts of AC Valhalla, I theorized that more titles were going to start to push for that, maybe even seeing a title like Ghost of Tsushima lay that groundwork. Now, this is a big shift away from the current strategy at Sony, which is to make really, really big first-party single-player titles that are world-renowned and award-winning. This is now focusing on something that they have largely ignored for the last five to six years. Whenever I covered E3 in years past, I noted probably four or five years ago, a sharp shift in strategy. Microsoft was focused on multiplayer and growing an ecosystem and blurring the line between console and PC. And I said, Sony is focused on having award-winning single-player games, and they've done that over the last four to five years. Now, they're wanting to add to that strategy. It's not surprising, given their PC push. They push a lot of their titles now to PC. They've shown an increase and an interest in bringing first-party titles to PC. And with the success of God of War being ported to the to the PC platform, I could see this being an ongoing thing for them, spreading their wings into other avenues and venues. Just four months ago, we thought live service could be the next big thing with respect to these action-adventure games. I've even put together my own theory about Ghost of Tsushima. If you look at Ghost of Tsushima with the, uh, the Rivals system and the Legend system, there's loot, there's ranking, there's reason to keep coming back and play, there's this sort of 
live service element to the game. And then when they added the Ikishima Island and they added the director's cut, it seemed like they were sort of testing the work of, hey, we can expand the game, add to it, add to the story, and if you were to couple that with the live service elements of Legends and Rivals, you'd have a winning combination on your hand. I could see a Ghost of Tsushima sequel being ongoing live service MMO Lite where Jin becomes an NPC that trains you in the way of the ghost and you grow in your skills, your abilities, your loot, similar to what you've seen in the Legends and the Rivals, and it would be an ongoing game taking nods and marks from AC Valhalla and the soon-to-be-revealed, announced, and released AC Infinity. Live service isn't going anywhere. The true test is whether or not Sony can pull it off in a good and successful way. This has been an SNTR update, and I'll see you in the next one. And I'll see the rest of you right now. Thank you so much for being here. We greatly appreciate you supporting multiple talk shows a day. And this one, I'm sure, will bring some disagreement and some spice. People being very, very anti-live service. Uh, That was probably one of the best SNTR updates I've ever done. That felt so good uh, walking through all those various uh, stages of argumentation. If you've not, um, if you've not, you know kept track of my coverage of the Sony Bungie buyout. That VOD is available if you want to watch that later. If you're watching this as a VOD, there's a variety of ways to support the stream. Those are links are below if you want to buy a disc plate, if you want to get a discount on an 80s tees. Our newly announced Gunner Optics, working with them, there's a link below or the glasses command in chat. We're also selling our coffee at a pretty big discount right now. The Holiday Blend Get Fricked in February. If you use the code Get Fricked at RageousRoast.com, you can get 20% off our Holiday Blend. It was our most popular flavor in November and December, and it is now my wife's favorite flavor over the Dark Roast. The Dark Roast was her favorite, still is a favorite, but she prefers the Frickmas Blend. So snag those orders, and let's ask the question. Sony moving into more live service games good or bad thing a good or bad thing a good or bad thing i'm gonna put good and i'm gonna put bad and i want to know why you think that why do you think it's good why do you think it's bad somebody saying that jim ryan is ruining playstation why do you think that doom slayer you know do i'm telling you you got to change your name to doomsday or i made this joke the other day but man oh man ruining PlayStation. Really? Really? The PlayStation 5 is set to sell 2 to 1 Xbox Series X this year according to analysts. Now some of those sales projections have been lowered due to the increase of the shortages. But curious why you think that. It's bad because the Xbox Series X is the better console. (laughs) There you go. No debate needed. There's our answer. There's our answer. Wheezy says, no live service is bad because live service bad or something. I don't know. Lono, I'm prepping the comment. (laughs) Come on, chat. I want to hear from you on this one. Sony needs very invested, uh, or, or sorry, Sony seems very invested in creating a quality experience. They didn't suddenly lose their judgment, says Zubair. I think their commitment to quality is likely going to result in some of the best live service games to date. That's my thought. They're killer. Their games are killer. They're so laden with quality. They're immaculately built, right? I I can't see this going poorly. I can't. I'm not a Sony shill or a Sony fanboy. I know everybody thinks that. I love Microsoft. I think Microsoft's a sleeping giant. I think they've made big plays. You know, I hope they acquire Activision Blizzard. I know a lot of you think it's bad, but I I, I want them to get them. I'm in Microsoft's corner. 
I don't think it hurts PlayStation. It helps their new game service, says Doom Reaper. Doom Slayer says, Hey, Lono, was I not right about Dying Light 2? It's buggy. But that, that I. But what do you mean you were right about Dying Light 2? I never debated whether or not Dying Light 2 would be buggy. I had no information to go on. Making a prediction in the dark doesn't make you a sage. Like, uh, I predict a new game is going to be buggy. I mean, come on. Like, the, <laughs> I predict a new game is going to need patched. Okay. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> it got patched. It's a good thing, says Akuta Papa. It puts pressure on other game publishers to make good live service games. GC Plug says, Definitely not a bad idea. The idea of a live service Ghost of Tsushima makes me so excited. I just can't see this going bad at all. Okay. So, the, yeah, you're, you're kind of in my camp. I, I, I like... I want more, more games, more things to do. I, I, I like the idea of a live service Ghost of Tsushima. I'm pulling for it. Sony as a company is not content with making the best third-party games. They want the, to be the best in many genres as possible, says Sam. If their updates to Ghost of Tsushima are any indication, I feel positively about them implanting more live service aspects in their games. Eugene says, Gran Turismo 7 is perfectly set up for live service. Seasons with new cars, new tracks, cosmetics, scoreboards, campaign missions, and most importantly, live service would not interfere with the game's core. Did you hear that they're making a Sifu live action adaptation? I didn't hear that. No. I'm, I'm anxious to play Sifu. I think that's next week. I enjoy, says Bowers, I enjoy live service games, so if Sony can hit me with an exclusive live service game, such as the Horizon games, with haptic feedback and 3D audio, I will want to play it. I just wish Sony didn't hate backwards compatibility. Oh, but that's coming! Their Spartacus thing is apparently going to be a, sa- a way to fix that. The Bungie... Bungie could help Sucker Punch with the live service Ghost. Sucker Punch could help Bungie with a spin-off single-player Cade 6 origin story. I don't see that happening. If Sony starts making good live service games, says Gilly, especially a Ghost of Tsushima live service game, I'll buy a PlayStation 5. Until then, I'll stick with my Xbox Series X and PC. Every time I finish one of these PlayStation blockbusters, I've wanted more. Yeah, right? Like, okay, think about most live service MMO RPG style games, okay? Think about how they go. They're typically not that impressive with the graphics and not that impressive with the action and the combat okay that's been kind of par for the course for the last 10 years one of the reasons i think new world appealed to a lot of people is because it looked more action combat oriented and they're talking about the kotor remake being more action combat oriented right we looked at ashes of creation ashes of creation is more action combat oriented imagine playing a game with the movement the customization the graphics and the fidelity of ghost of tsushima or horizon forbidden west or spider-man and imagine that being like an ongoing rpg an mmorpg imagine it just being something you could kind of play with your buddies that just is ongoing Take take the way they've done Destiny with small instances and missions and strikes and little little public areas and imagine that in Assassin's Creed or Ghost of Tsushima. You boot up, you go to a little town, you meet your buds, and you go off and do things as these samurai. And you're 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 doing stuff and you're getting loot, you're getting better swords, better armor, better cosmetics. You know what I mean? And then a new season gets released. And now you're, you got a whole new uh, batch and swath of armor and swords and abilities to go farm and try to get because there's some really cool raid. Like, the way that the Legends and the Rivals gameplay in Ghost of Tsushima goes, it certainly could lend itself to that kind of content. It's really, really fun. I never would have thought co-op in a game like Ghost of Tsushima would work well, 
but when you play Ghost of Tsushima with other people in the Legends and the Rivals, it's, it's awesome. It's so fun. Synergizing your attacks. Like, look at the way they implemented, like, abilities and classes in Ghost of Tsushima Legends and Rivals and tell me that wouldn't make a freaking super dope open world sort of like world crawler dungeon crawler where you and your buds are roaming around like RPG samurai that would be so fun it'd be so fun especially knowing it's ongoing and they're going to be adding to it and expanding it I think the groundwork is there. I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey influencing Valhalla and Valhalla continuing to have you know have success in the vein of a live service action adventure RPG and then Assassin's Creed Infinity uh, come on that's the future of those types of games I'm telling you that's where they're headed this is why four months ago I I posed the question I put AC Valhalla and I put Ghost of Tsushima on the thumbnail and I said live service the new norm I asked that four months ago and here we sit Sony completely adjusting strategy to launch 10 live service games in the next four years I guess it's what we're imagining. I'm expecting Horizon Zero Dawn with new map areas, new animals, new story being produced on a regular schedule. Right? Yes! It doesn't have to be Fortnite Battle Pass. I think that's what happens. I think people hear live service, and that's what they think of. They think of seasonal, diluted, not that great, you know, bleh, combat. Or, or content, I'm sorry. They think Fortnite, they think Fortnite... Uh, they think they think Fortnite Battle Pass. That's what they think of when they uh, when they think of live service. Who has the PS5 drop information? Um, what, what what do you when you say drop information? What do you mean, Akuta Papa? The decline in their sales projections. There were multiple articles written about it. I don't. I don't. You could probably Google PS5 sales projections 2022, and you'd find multiple articles written about how they've adjusted their projections for this year because the shortage is continuing. If you're just tuning in, we want to hear from you. What do you think about Sony's live service focus? They want to launch 10 games over the next four years. Is it good? Is it bad? There's a poll at the top of the chat. If you've never been here before, it's a live interactive discussion. I go back and forth with chat. Hit subscribe so you can talk in my chat. Subscribing is free. You won't be displeased. I'll be in your sub feed all week long with variety gaming talk shows. And I am safe for work. So a lot of people throw me on in the background and treat me like video game radio. Uh, Monday through Friday. Yeah, you can join Discord for the alerts. You know, you can join our Discord. Oh, you're talking about for alerts about the consoles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, to buy. Oh, the drop information. Yeah, there's Discords and Twitter candles you can follow. Wheezy might be able to help you with that. I I don't know where to point you, Akuta Papa. Black Superman says, I'm happy that Sony is doing the live service games. Uh, it gives me a reason to need PS Plus besides only doing third-party games. Well, the other thing to consider is the other thing to consider is is like if they're wanting this this Spartacus thing to, to go well, I don't know. Aren't they going to need games that are more ongoing and more woven into the fabric of their ecosystem and not just like a bunch of single player games? Does that make sense? You can't have a game that costs the same price uh, of a year of Game Pass be one and done after 15 hours. You need to keep players' attention. And if that's what they want for Spartacus or whatever the project's called, did we get any more coffee orders? Oh, I thought we got more coffee orders. Guys, get those coffee orders in if you want to get that discount. Frickmas is gone after February. Get Fricked in February. Use code GETFRICKED to get yourself our Frickmas blend discounted. Right? 20% off. I I fought for the 20% off. (laughs) Big discount. I wanted that for you guys. 
So thank you to everybody who's ordered. Horizon Forbidden West is cross-gen game coming out. Oh, Thomas is here. There he is. <laughs> the bot talker. Uh, how is Ravensoft Union coming along? Oh, right. It does not exist. Yeah, that didn't go anywhere, it seems. It doesn't seem to have gone anywhere. Dark Roast discount when? Well, Dark Roast was always cheaper than Frickmas as well as the Light Roast. So the Light Roast was, was 18 compared to the 16, so... Do you do K-Cups? We do not do K-Cups, but you can buy reusable K-Cups on Amazon, and then you can buy my coffee and use it in the in those. It's better for the environment, and then you save money long-term. You're going to get better value out of my coffee than buying K-Cups. Buy the reusable K-Cups, and then you can buy my coffee all the time. My coffee's pre-ground. I'll order more Frickmas next week. Thank you, Gritter. Spoiler alert, I didn't. Yeah, Creature didn't want to do 20% off. He fought me on it. So enjoy that twenty percent off. I it was it was it was one of our our married couple squabbles. Me and creature. Is it just get fricked? Uh, you need an e in there. E d get fricked with an e d, not just d. Uh, always a lurker, but that flavor was pretty solid. Tbh, I think I'll grab another bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get fricked, but you need the e d at the end. So g e t f r i c k e d. Get fricked. And if you need to see the, 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 the code, I think we probably have a... Do we have a, a command? Or it hits the chat every once in a while as a timer. We need seven more likes for our first 100 likes. Thank you so much for being here, especially if you're new. Hit and subscribe, hit and like, taking the poll at the top of the chat. Let's look at the poll results here. 75% of you are saying it's good. Sony moving into more live service games. So Sony live service games are coming in the next four years. Is this a good or a bad thing? are saying it's good. Already almost 200 votes on the poll, so cast your vote and let us know what you think. Get us those first 100 likes. Oh, this is a new stream, by the way. We already did a stream this morning about Halo Infinite. Make sure you're on live chat. Gilly says, K-Cups are an abomination. They're so bad. Some of those single, uh, same as the single-use vapes. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't be, yeah, don't be wasteful. Get the reusables. Um, I am not a bot. Well, you type like a bot. Good or bad for who? Well, for you as a gamer. You think it's good? Are you going to be happy this happened? Or are you going to be mad this happened? King Trout says, Every live service game has been bad or failed since Destiny 1. And to be honest, Destiny 2 is pretty lame as well. Not sure why 75% are happy. Crap games are coming. So AC Valhalla is crap. No Man's Sky is crap. Diablo 3 is crap. Those games are all crap. They're not good. They're bad at live service. Elder Scrolls Online is crap. Final Fantasy XIV is crap. Those games are all crap too. Man, that's a lot of crap out there. There's a lot of failed live service games that are seemingly being very successful commercially and engagement-wise. Is Fortnite Fortnite's crap? Apex Legends is crap? Warzone is crap? That's a lot of crap out there, my friend. Man, live service is just in a shambles. Although, it seems, all the games I just listed are massively successful, both in daily, weekly, monthly engagement, as well as commercial success as well. It's odd. It's odd that your statement seems to have no bearing and no, it doesn't seem to be rooted in reality. No Man's Sky was trash for two years, and an MMO isn't live service. Shut up. (laughs) An MMO is a live service game. An MMO is a live service game. What are you talking about? It's an ongoing game that's continually supported. And ESO doesn't require a subscription fee. Now, Final Fantasy does, but it's still a live service game. It's an ongoing game. What are you talking about? 
and MMO is literally the and MMOs are the first live service games to exist. No Man's Sky is live service. And just because No Man's Sky was bad, No Man's Sky wasn't trash for two years, by the way. It took them like six to nine months to add all the features that they promised. They turned their review scores around in like 13 months. It wasn't two years. Live services pulled directly from the MMO? Yeah. I'm not sure what wavelength you're on, but you don't seem to be on the wavelength of like most gamer colloquialisms. You're, you're, You're narrow in your definition and therefore acting like, you know, MMOs aren't live service. I don't understand how you can say that. Yeah, live service. Lost Ark's about to be one of the biggest games in the West next week. We're covering it. D2 failed so much that Sony's paying $3.6 billion to secure Bungie's tools and, and devs to help Sony make 10 games of service games. Yeah, Bungie clearly has failed. They have proprietary technology and basically knowledge that Sony thinks is worth almost $4 billion. Yeah, Minecraft would be considered live service. It's ongoing, supported, updated, added to. The problem with live service games in the past is that they didn't have quality foundation to build off of or got rushed out the door incomplete and untested. Certainly, you could point to games like Anthem and Division 1 and 2 and say these games were not very successful live service games, for sure. That looks great, Vendetta. If you're just tuning in, we are debating Sony live service games. They want to add 10 over the next four years. I want to hear from you. What do you think? Good idea? Bad idea? There's a poll at the top of the chat. You can hit subscribe for free and talk in my chat and debate with us about this. We're having a lively one right now. Bungie revenue was $224 million in 2021. I have no idea how Sony came to $3.6 billion. The game rooked hard? Rooked? What? What's that mean? In any case... Bungie revenue in 2021 was solely based on one IP. 224 million for one IP. And they were bought for their proprietary tech and expertise. Did you not read the press releases? Happy Raging Matt, another new member today. We're trying to get about 40 new members to get to about 500 members. If you feel like becoming a member, jump on Happy Raging Matt's member train. Click the join button or use the dollar sign at the bottom of the chat to become a member. You get a badge, you get emotes, and you get increased access in my discord and you can submit challenges for me I can cast anything over on split screen all of those are perks of being a member enjoy your dope badge and emotes Matt your dope and deserve dope stuff proprietary just makes them have an engine no one has no no that's not what they said they weren't in, they're not I don't think they're interested in their engine they said they have proprietary technology we don't know if that's an engine that could be anything it could be anything it could be their proprietary technology for measuring player base behavior to predict ongoing engagement and to, and to model uh, seasonal rhythm content around the player behavior. It could be literally like if there's one thing that Bungie has proven is that they very, very expertly track player behavior. That's the technology that Sony could want. Who the frick knows? It, it might not even be the Tiger engine. They could want the Tiger engine for the shooting mechanics, but they'd want to rebuild their games to have deadies and a better foundation because the Tiger engine that they're using is a little is a little backwards because it can't integrate with with dedicated servers. Yeah, Sony paid 3.6 billion for the gunplay of the Ace of Spades. That's exactly right. It's an okay idea, says Saint. 
Just making a game and calling it live service is bad, but if they actually put resources into the live service, then it'll be good. The Sony live service games are going to be day one on Spartacus and PC, but not all exclusives. Yeah, this effort is not is not meant to be exclusives, just to be clear. These Sony live service games are going to be multi-platform. They've made that clear. They're not looking to do like that now that might be my prediction about ghost of tsushima may end up being shot the sunshine then because or or multi-platform ghost of tsushima live service could be a pc and a playstation uh game and that would be multi-platform they may not be putting these games on the xbox but they may land on pc as well as sony at the same time so day day and date then no 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 They will not be doing day and day with their first party titles. That's not what this is about. This is about developing 10 multi-platform live service games. That is separate than their first party titles like Spider-Man 2, Wolverine, God of War Ragnarok, and Horizon Forbidden West. Don't get that twisted. These are very separate. So I was right then? No, you were not. No. You don't get to smuggle in and change your argument. Your argument was that first party exclusives would start to launch day and date. That is not what this is about. This is about 10 multi-platform live service games. They've said nothing about first-party titles. Multi-platform is not a first-party title. A first-party title is Forbidden West, Ragnarok, Spider-Man 2, and Wolverine. Those are all first-party titles that will not be day and date. They won't be. Because they've already stated that they're not doing parallel development. They will be ported later. They've stated this. You're mixing, you're mixing business efforts. They have made it very clear privately from their own info that they have a vested interest in bringing first party titles to PC. They have since then stated that that effort will not be done in a parallel development effort. It will be ported later. Okay. This is a completely separate effort. They acquired Bungie for their live service expertise, and they aim to use Bungie to create multi-platform live service games. Semantics? No, it's not semantics. They're different business efforts. Their efforts to put games on PC has already been done. They have acquired companies to port games for to PC. That's a different business effort than buying Bungie so you can create 10 live service multi-platform games. You are mixing two completely separate things. They made it crystal clear. They bought these companies to port Sony games to PC, and they stated that they will not be doing parallel development. Ergo, your date and date prediction will not come true. This effort to buy Bungie is separate. We're buying Bungie. We want 10 multi-platform live service games. That has nothing to do with the companies they hired to port first-party titles like Uncharted and, and Ghost of Tsushima and Returnal and all those games. Porting those games to first-party. That's why they bought those companies. They are not going to be doing first-party day and date. No. First-party is first-party? No, it is not. No, it is not. First-party cannot apply to multi-platform live service. That's not first-party. That's not first-party. They have hired and purchased porting talents to bring their first-party titles to PC. That's a different business aim than what they're doing with Bungie. They're separate. Horizon Forbidden West is not coming to PC. It's not going to happen. It will. It will. Yeah, I saw that. 
It sheds some light on the price. Yeah, one billion just to keep Bungie employees on board after acquisition. Yep. Yeah, three point six billion. One of the three point six billion was literally to tell people, "Hey, if you stay on, you're going to make a ton more money. We don't want you to leave because acquisitions typically drive people to leave." Releasing some multi-plats does not equal all Sony exclusives will be day and day. That's exactly right. What is this? Derek Desai, who has previously worked as a director at Riot Games on League of Legends animated short films, is now head of development of the Destiny Universe Transmedia. Uh, Bungie is really going all in. Yeah, 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 with the TV shows. Yep. Yeah, a third, a third of the acquisition cost was to keep the employees. They're buying talent. They're not buying IPs. They want their expertise. They want their proprietary technology. Can you explain what the Sony Spartacus is, please? It's meant to rival Game Pass. It's meant to rival Game Pass, a subscription thing that'll give you access to games and services and things of that nature. What do you mean, Lono? So their first party isn't going to make these multi-platform titles? Okay. I, I, I've stated this so many times, I, I don't want to keep stating it, Mo. The other day, you were arguing that first-party titles like Forbidden West, Ragnarok, Spider-Man, and, and beyond would start launching day and date. We pushed back against your argumentation based on interviews from the company. They bought these companies to port first-party titles to PC and stated they would not be doing parallel development and not be doing day-and-date releases. That was your original argument. You're now trying to come in and smuggle in, oh no, I was right. I was right. Why? Well, because Sony just admitted they're going to make multi-platform live service games. They're completely unrelated. They are completely unrelated. Our conversation the other day had nothing to do with this. It had nothing to do. To rival Game Pass, their games will be day and date? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because their titles drive console sales. They have people right now shopping for PS5s because they played God of War on PC, and they want Ragnarok. The, the, the PlayStation 5's demand is so high, they're not going to gut that demand by being like, yeah, you don't need to buy a PlayStation 5, you just need a PC. Yeah, you think all their titles will be day and date? Nope. No. Watch, my friend, I'm telling you the future. You're telling me the future based on nothing. You're telling me the future based on your own projection and conjecture. And you're ignoring interviews where Sony said they're not doing that. So Sony says we're not doing that. And you're like, no, trust me, they are. They're going to. Why? Because I'm, I'm projecting they want to compete with Game Pass. They want to rival Game Pass with day and date. They don't need to rival Game Pass. They're crushing Xbox. They're crushing them. You think a console selling two to one is worried about competing? Oh, we better bring them day and date or we're not going to compete with Game Pass. You're talking about somebody who's winning the race, modifying their, their strategy to compete with somebody they're already beating. A 20 spot from Rissick. I like that they bought Bungie to help uh, bring uh, bring the gap on live service on other platforms. Thank you, Rissick, for the $20 tip. Your prediction is based on nothing that's been stated from Sony. They have stated the exact opposite of your prediction. I can't. I can't. I'm too. I'm, I'm too. The, the, I moved the light. That's the problem. Yeah, I was like, I can't reach that far. We're gonna end up dropping it on the floor. So uh, Mo, big Sony games won't even be on their own subservice day one, much less PC. Yeah, no, I don't think so. 
They don't have to. They don't have to compete with Microsoft. They're crushing them. I'm doing great. I'm just debating Mo. What's new? (laughs) No, no, no. Mo's never rude. It's cool, but they're not leading two to one. They sold one and a half PlayStation 5s to every one sold last year and analysts predict that this year they'll sell two to one so yeah I wouldn't say crushing Sony can't afford to put their big releases day one on a game pass I, th- th- <laughs> your math is blowing my mind right now that, 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 <laughs> they are crushing therefore they don't have to do that so you say it's been stated by the CEO that they are not enough? They're not enough? What? Most prediction is based on the behavior of a company that is trying to gain market share versus the market share. Not two to one. They sold one and a half to every two last year. It's predicted that they're going to sell two to one this year. Xbox sold 12 million units. PlayStation sold 18. So you might want to work on the math. No, no, no. I'm not saying total. Later in the year, they were selling one and a half to every one that was sold. Wait, no, that is 12 to to 18 is one and a half. What are you talking about? What's the difference between 12 and 18? Six. What is six? Six is half of 12. They sold one and a half to one last year. My math checks out. The frick? They did. They sold one and a half to one last year. I was right. I said, get out of here. And this year it's predicted to be two to one by the end of the year. You just tried to correct my math by proving my math correct. What the heck is happening? You said they sold two to one. No, I didn't. I said, if I did, I misspoke. My statement was they sold one and a half to one last year and analysts predict they're going to sell two to one this year. That's what I stated. If you misheard me or if I bumbled it, we now have clarity. I did not say they sold two to one. I said the analysts predict they will sell two to one end of this year, by end of this year. And last year they sold one and a half to one. That's not that far away. What's the difference between 18 and 24? Only six more million, and they already have it. This is getting very tiring. We have people in both camps bought and paid for by their respective consoles. I have them all. They will not outsell Xbox 2 to 1 this year due to chip shortages. You heard it here first, and I have both consoles. Well, the analysts predicted the 2 to 1 sales... But then Sony came out and said their sales projections are being lowered this year because of the chip shortages. So those analysts might have to adjust their predictions. The predictions were based purely on the growth in demand. Like the graph was going like this. Like Sony was going higher, higher, higher and Microsoft was plateauing a bit. The only reason the gap is close is because they can't produce enough PS5s. Yeah.
you don't think they'll sell two to one this year either? They sold one and a half to one last year. It's not that far away. <laughs> it's not that far away. The trajectory of the graph, two to one was well in was well in sight. This is why Xbox increased their S production due to not uh, needing a certain chip. Hence, they're able to produce significantly more consoles. Even Nintendo Switch and Nintendo had to lower their predicted sales numbers for 2022 because they can't get enough chips. Yeah, 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 yeah. Microsoft literally got run out of the console business. Four minutes back, you said a console selling two to one is crushing. Yes, because the predictions are this year it's selling two to one. If you want to be pedantic, fine. I clarified what I said, Sinos. Like, even before I made the crushing statement, I clarified before I stated that. I said earlier in the stream, context is king here. I said... They sold one and a half to one last year, and it's predicted they're going to do two to one this year. So later, a paragraph later, me selling, me saying a console selling two to one is crushing. You think you know what? You feel like you caught me in a mistake or something? I don't know. Clip it. I like clip that. Clip me saying that and, and print it off, and it can be your own NFT. Doom with six months, happy year. We keep arguing about console sales and Microsoft doesn't care about that. They put thousands of Series X's in server and chose not to sell those. What? I went back to make sure I didn't mishear you. Yeah, and I was saying it based in context, Sinos. Like, again, I I said that based on something I had said moments before. I wasn't trying to be misleading or something. Moments before, I had literally said one and a half to one, it's predicted it's going to be two to one. And then a few sentences later, I say, selling two to one is crushing. And, and, I'm, and I'm saying that based off of previous remarks about it being a prediction. I'm not trying to be a misleading Sony shill or something. Sony Game Pass, will you buy it? Yeah, I mean, I would. I have I have Microsoft's Game Pass. It's great. It's great. I mean, I really, really like it. What's the difference when you add PCs into the mix? Game Pass on PC is becoming more and more popular. Okay, you need to know something about me. I'm on record officially... A year and a half ago, all the way to now, I've continued to say that Microsoft is a sleeping giant. I predicted in E3 of 2018, four years ago, I predicted and said, Microsoft's shifting their strategy. I said, I predict they will blur the line between console and PC because of the Microsoft operating system unifying their platform. I predicted this in 2018, and here we sit. That's their strategy. And I have always said they're a sleeping giant. If they can unify that platform, 
and make it to where when you make a game for the Microsoft ecosystem, it's on a gigantic PC platform as well as the Xbox, I said, they're a sleeping giant. And then they bought Activision Blizzard. And people started to think, huh, maybe Lona knows what he's talking about. Maybe Microsoft is a sleeping giant. Now, that doesn't mean... That does not mean in the realm of PlayStation in the realm of PlayStation, that they're not absolutely crushing console sales and therefore don't necessarily need to compete with Game Pass. That's not necessarily their strategy. So, all of this to say, I don't think big first-party titles like Spider-Man, Wolverine, Ragnarok will be day-and-date console and PC release. I simply don't see that happening based on things that Sony has said themselves. They have acquired and bought porting companies to port their first party titles to PC and they have stated they will not do parallel development, meaning you won't get day and date releases. So based on Sony's own words, they're not doing that. It's unrelated to them purchasing Bungie and saying that Sony live service games are going to increase over the next four years and we want them to be multi-platform. That has nothing to do with first-party titles being ported to PC. They're different business thrusts. They are unrelated. So you can't come in, as Mo did, and saunter and say, I told you, I told you that first-party titles were going to be day and date. No! They're unrelated! You're conflating two completely different business strategies. They've changed their mind before. Okay. If you're right, it's not based on information we have right now. You're guessing based on a presumption that they need to compete with Game Pass. And that not only do they need to compete with Game Pass, but that's a way that they need to compete with Game Pass. And I don't think that's correct presumption. In two years, what do you think Spartacus subcount is at? 50 million, 60 million? You have to understand that the market saturation of the PlayStation 4 is so insane. 120 million in saturation. 10 million PS5s in circulation. <laughs> they will crush Game Pass subscriber counts in a blink of an eye because, because their market share is already bigger. It's already significantly bigger. Hi, I'm new. Welcome. If you're new, this is what we do here. Mo is a friend, and I love him. He's a super dope dude, but we have lots of disagreements. That's what we do here. Nobody's mean. Nobody's insulting. We have passionate disagreements and discussions. If you enjoy this kind of interactive content, you may have noticed I am safe for work. You don't have to worry about the kind of language that I'm going to use. You can subscribe in confidence. I'll be in your sub feed all week doing this show. This morning, we talked Halo. This morning we talked Halo Infinite and why I am concerned. Hey, I was just going to tell you guys about the coffee. 
two more coffee sales get fricked in february use that code get fricked to get frickmas roast 20 percent off our holiday blend tenor dude with a bag of frickmas gotta get it while it's here keep up the good work on split screen and gaming love double dipping my man my man with the double dip a bag of frickmas to black superman i love getting to say black superman because i love superman he's my favorite and I would love for there to be a very cool... They should do their own separate movie. The other day, both Black Superman and Black Adam did memberships like back-to-back. I was like, okay, here we go. I feel very safe. I'm really looking forward to the Black Adam movie as well. Not sure on crushing. It depends on how many of those people would sign up for the service since you can't see people who would only play Call of Duty Madden getting it. Alright, here's the thing. Right? I hope we get Black Superman, Kal-El, Calvin Ellis someday. Wait, so they give him the same name though? They give him the same alien name? And does he modify Kal-El into an English name into Calvin Ellis? Just Barker with a $5 tip. I'm glad Sony is trying to be different when it comes to games. I know they're good for single player, but it's nice to see them branching out. Yeah, I, I think Sony live service games are are going to be awesome. Yeah, that's the code, Abe. Get fricked. Yeah. Um, Calvin Ellis, Kryptonian named Kal-El, also known as Superman. So was it just alternate universe? Was it just alternate universe? They're like, yeah, his name is Kal-El, but instead of being Clark Kent, he'll be Calvin Ellis. Because, I mean, Kal-El is Clark's alien name as well. Um... I'm going to buy Horizon Forbidden West on my PlayStation 5 coming out February 18th, 2022. Okay. Creature says, I get tired of seeing guys act like Sony is a no one. It's little bro syndrome. They got beat up and they can't let it go. Yeah, Sony is doing way better than I think people think. <laughs> I... I <laughs> I'm going to buy Horizon, Tomix Isaac. Are you sure you're not a bot? No, he just likes to say stuff like that. He's supposed to be Kal-El's cousin? Wait, so you could, could... Do Black Superman and White Superman hang out? I mean, that'd be amazing. I don't know how you'd fight them. <laughs> how do you fight two? Do you think the PlayStation Plus numbers would be that high if you didn't need to play online with it? I don't know. Do you think Xbox Live Gold would be as high as it is if you didn't have to play online with it? 
Calvin Ellis was a Superman they base off of Obama. He's a different from he's different from Cal L, and he spells his name Cal L. Okay. Well, no, of course they can hang out. Abe, that was. <laughs> this just in: streamer questions whether or not people can hang out. Uh huh. PlayStation Plus is basically free. It's so cheap. There's no point in talking numbers there. Hey, another coffee order coming in. A bag of Frickmas and a bag of Dark. Nice to see you making coffee again. Good luck to you and your fan. Uh, fam, I'm out. I knew it was you, Abe. Another coffee order coming in. A bag of Frickmas to Jay Vindictive. Thank you. There come the coffee orders. Thank you, guys. What I'm trying to make is compare the PlayStation Plus games to Game Pass. I'm sure PlayStation Plus members would be as high. Well, Spartacus is aiming to be that kind of a service. PlayStation 3 was free online for every game. Well, they figured out they could charge money for it. Halo, no personal question. How's your heart been? Still riding your bike every morning? Um, we made some adjustments to the business, and I haven't ridden the bike in a couple of weeks. We're trying to readjust that flow in the morning so I have time to ride it. I think I found some time for it. My heart's been fine. Um, I actually think most of it was anxiety-related, and so the minute people left me alone on Twitter and the minute we move past things and the minute we ended the story a lot of my palpitations and problems went away um so they probably don't care but (laughs) messing with people at that level and that degree you know it can be very harmful to a person's health physical and mental you know like Chappelle said you know taking a man's you know career from him is, is akin to killing him But I'm still here. So got your old man button? Yeah, it's here somewhere on the desk. Um, Gilly says, I think Spartacus will be big, but I don't see it instantly being bigger than Game Pass. The saturation is there, but it's not an instant process. Gilly, they will make it very, very hard to say no to it. You know they will. <laughs> you know they will. Have you heard Dying Light 2 is running at 1080 30 FPS on the Series S only? Huh. Eugene says if you compare install base sizes, Microsoft pulls 25 million subs uh, between 50 million Xbox users and PC. Sony with 120 million plus PC is going to pull 50 million-ish subs. Yeah. If it's a similar if it's a similar adoption level, if they get similar adoption rates, yeah. With day and date? No. Mo, they don't need day and date because they have 120 million PlayStation 4s in circulation. This that's why they don't need day and date. You're missing the forest for the trees. 
Sony's user base is already larger. Their potential, their potential, it was 140 million eight months ago. Yeah. They don't need day and date. That's why they don't need day and date. The, the majority of their potential user base is on the PlayStation already. So what would they need day and date for? Still feel for you really sucks. Lono, do you think with the Sony purchase and each... No, uh-uh. No, they're going to still operate creatively independent. God of War sales equal Game Pass users. That should tell you something. Wait, what are you arguing for, Eugene? God of War on PC? Or are you saying Oh, are you saying God of War total sales? Is that what you mean? <clears throat> yeah, my kids watched Encanto with their friends the other night and they really liked it. they don't have it like I've been saying they might as well keep PSN now which did crap numbers no 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 no. that's again Mo I think you're missing it why would Sony PlayStation owners care about day and date I want you to argue that for me why 140 million Sony PlayStation owners whether they're on a PS4 PS4 Pro or PS5 140 million Why do they give a single ounce of frick about day and date? That doesn't matter to them. You have to argue why that would matter to the existing Sony user base. Why would that make Spartacus more winsome for them? Why? You gotta connect the dots for me, because I don't see it. Day and date is Mo saying that eventually, you know, Spider-Man 2 will launch on both the PlayStation 5 and PC same day. And I'm saying no way. Paul says, why pass up on 120 million Steam users? They're not passing up on 120 million Steam users. They'll get them later when they sell it on Steam in the Steam storefront. Look at the record sales for God of War on PC. God of War is a single-player game, and it hits 74,000 concurrent players on a Sunday. That's a single-player game that almost hit 100,000 concurrent players. They don't need to, 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 to please the Steam users. They can sell the game to them later. Yeah, they're not even going to put games like Spider-Man on the subservice anyway. They're going to want to sell it. I'm telling you, the Spartacus push is going to be for backwards compatibility and games that have been out for a while. I don't think I don't think Spartacus's focus is going to be day and date for big first party titles because they sell so many. Like Spider-Man Two 
there's no way it'll be on the subservice. I just don't see it. Why would they do that? They can make Spartacus viable and lucrative with a massive backwards compatibility library, and they can just add, you know, titles that are a couple months old. Here, we'll throw, we'll throw uh, Death Stranding and Tsushima on there. We'll throw the first God of War on there. We'll throw those on there for you. And extended gameplay demos of their big titles to encourage sales? Yeah, they could do that as well. Paywall for backwards compatibility is dumb. Do you think Sony getting into bed with Bungie is a golden parachute for Bungie to further cover up their toxic work environment practices? I don't know. I think Sony's hedging their bets a little bit. Right? I think one of the reasons I think one of the reasons they're allowing them to operate independent still is because they don't want to get into any kind of like because I think the toxic work environment is continuing at Bungie. I, th- I still think it's a, a, a an environment of retaliation, corruption, and abuse, and um, and I think that uh, Sony doesn't want to get pulled into it. So they're they're saying, yeah, we bought them for their expertise and their tech, but we're going to be hands off. They're going to operate independently. I think the toxic work environment probably depressed the sale price a bit, so it made Bungie a better buy. Right, like Activision Blizzard was purchased in a depressed market. You know, Zynga getting purchased by Take Two was a depressed market. So, um, these 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 companies are being purchased because their value has been depressed slightly. Sony came into this trying their hardest and basically gave them everything they wanted just because they needed the talent more than anything because he's never seen clauses written like this from mergers and acquisitions ever. So there was a lawyer saying he's never seen acquisition verbiage like this that they were primarily scouting the talent. That's what they were more interested in. Well, talent and the tech. Which I guess the text directly related to the talent, is it not? <laughs> That'd be a hilarious creature. That's why they gave them a 1.2 billion retention plan over the years. Yeah, because they don't want anybody to leave. They want to incentivize people staying at the company because they want the talent to still be there. Acquisitions tend to drive drive um, churn because people are like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to work under that company. I don't want to work under their direction or whatever. And so acquisitions can drive churn because it feels like it's either going to be unfamiliar or it's going to change too much. 
That's like super, super common. And so they probably said, well, yeah, no, we, we don't want that to happen. We want you, you know, we want you to stay here. Especially considering they already had a lot of people leave the company. They already had a lot of big positions and people in talent leave the company. And, you know, I think what Joe is, Joe, I think, I think Joe's the only one that's come back. Joe Blackburn is the only one that's come back so far since the exodus over the last couple of years. Gifted memberships just went live. YouTube Japan just announced that gifted subs is live. Can you guys do gifted memberships right now? It might not be in our region. I'm going to see if I see it. Join. I don't see the option. I see join and I can I, I see that I can join and I see that I can pick a tier. I don't see an option to gift. Super chat membership. Yeah, I'm not seeing the option here yet. Oh, maybe we have to turn it on in the back end. Mo is right, day and date will happen. Wow. I don't think so, Mo. Yeah, I'm not seeing it in the back end to be turned on. Um so they may roll it out over there first to make sure it works first. I remember when they did the member they did the premiere, I'm um, sorry, the premium thing. And if you could, in doing premium, you could get a free membership. They rolled that out in like England first, I think. Or it stayed in England longer than it was here. It was a regional thing. Um, they link out to their YouTube membership page with frequently asked questions on membership and benefits around it. Gifted memberships allow users to essentially cover membership costs of other viewers, giving them one month of membership for free. This move comes a few months after it was first revealed that gifted subs and raves would be coming to YouTube, so it looks like the plan didn't take long to come to fruition. Whether this is only currently rolling out to Japanese creators or that they were simply there first to announce it, it isn't clear. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Couldn't gifted subs actually hurt your channel? How? I just think the reason that I don't think day and date will happen is because I just think there's very I just think they're focused on very different things right now. I think they're focused primarily on um, bringing their first party titles to PC. Uh, 
you know? And that doesn't feel like that. Why not just donate to the streamer? The reason gifted memberships would be really, really nice is you can expose somebody to the benefits of membership and then they're going to want to re-up later. Does that make sense? Like, if for a month you get a badge and emotes and you get all these perks in my Discord and then it goes away... You're going to be like, you know what? That was pretty That was pretty dope. I got to sample that. I'll, I'll do that for five bucks a month. Does that make sense? So. How are the likes doing on this video? Let's get 20 more likes. Let's get our 200 likes. We're kind of slowing down a little bit. Let's, let's, let's kind of, let's rub the paddles together and get this conversation going again. Uh, Sony Live Service Games officially announcing that there will be more Sony Live Service Games. 10 over the next four years. I want to know what you think. Uh, we've run a poll for the past hour. It's at the top of the chat. Do you think this is a good or a bad thing? Sony moving into more more live service games. We're debating in chat about Spartacus. Uh, Mo thinks that first party titles are going to be coming day and date. And when he says day and date, he means they will launch on the Sony PlayStation and PC same day. If you're new and you've never been here before, it's free to subscribe and you can talk in the chat. Uh, and join us in this conversation and this debate. You'll notice that we get pretty passionate and pretty lively. I am safe for work, uh, so you can subscribe in confidence. I'll be in the background of your your week doing variety gaming news coverage. We covered Halo Infinite this morning and why I am extremely worried. Sony's working on a Marvel MMO. Sony is getting it to getting together with Insomniac and Marvel to develop a new Marvel MMO. Oh my gosh. It technically makes me right? No, I don't think so. I don't let people argue technicalities. Your claim the other day was that first-party titles like Ragnarok, Spider-Man, and Wolverine would land day and date. If that doesn't happen, then your claim wasn't true. If you're going to modify your prediction after hearing about multi-platform live service games... Okay... Oh, well, I think it's going to be done in this way. Oh, really? Because they just announced it. So you're just confirming what they announced. That's not really a prediction, Mo. <laughs> Live service games are good only when they're done good or done well. That's why all the Destiny killers have failed. I mean, that I'll agree with. A lot of the games that set their sights on being a Destiny killer ended up, you know, ultimately failing because they didn't offer... Uh, they didn't have a long-term plan. Like, if you want to look at Anthem, if you want to look at, like, Division 1, if you want to look at Division 2, if you want to look at, you know, Division... Right now, as they've tried to ongoingly update it, um, you know? What What is this? I so love seeing Mark lose 30 billion. Please keep it coming. Good riddance. All hail Eduardo. What happened? Mar- why, why, is, why are people tweeting about Mark Zuckerberg losing 30 billion? What happened? Facebook has experienced its first quarterly decline of daily users in 18 years, despite its meta brand. Yeah. I can't wait to hear about how their viewership has miraculously gone up. Yeah, I can't wait to see that report. <laughs> more more juiced numbers. Facebook gaming is not long for this world. 
It is not long for this world. They lost a lot of users, yeah. And I and I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if you go pull their numbers and they're going to try to claim their viewership went up. If you're just tuning in, we're discussing Sony live service games and how they want to focus on doing more over the next four years. This is sort of behind the the Sony buys Bungie headline. This is why they did it, apparently. They want the expertise and the proprietary technology. They want to really, really push into live service. Now, if you've noticed, this is a bit of a shift from their strategy. Their strategy traditionally being one of big, award-winning single-player games, not necessarily focusing on, you know, live service games or multiplayer games. It honestly never seemed like this was going to be a big focus for them, truth be told. It just never felt like that was their, uh, their goal. Couple more likes for the first... 200 likes on the video. Welcome in if you're new. Hit subscribe so you can talk in my chat. Subscribing is free, and we would love to see you chime in. The poll is about to roll over to 500 votes, so take the poll at the top of the chat. Sony moving into more live service games. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? 75% are saying good. Those of you that have said bad, I'd be interested to see why you said it's bad. 25% of you have just been like, no, it's bad. They shouldn't. This is not good. And I'm curious as to why you think that. What an incentives for employees to be uh, in the form of Sony shares uh, vested after X years? Do we know the structure of the buy? I have to imagine it's a stock exchange, not cash. Yeah, that that that's that's. You're probably right, Zubair. You're probably right. At least that's what I would think. I sent you the tweet. Facebook tanked. You sent me the tweet. Uh. You sure about that? Oh, Caitlin's tweet. I didn't realize she was commenting on something real. I thought she was saying that she hoped that it happened. Um, Discord is aware of ongoing issues with spam and phishing for users. Guys, be on guard if you get suspicious messages or, or anything right now from users in Discord. Hilly says bad. You can't make 10 good live service games in four years. So they have basically said we're going to make 10 loads of hot trash. Hilly, why do you think they can't make that many good games in four years? Four years is a decent dev cycle. We've said that most good games are a dev cycle of four to five years. Live service games don't have to be broad in spectrum and substance. I mean, look at games like Fortnite and Apex as an example of that. So the question would be, what studios and how much studio power do they throw behind this? Four years is a good dev cycle. Four to five years is, is a healthy dev cycle for lots of games. Look at the length of time that like Forbidden West and God of War have been in development. That's not a, that's not a that's not a bad dev window. That's not bad. Some of these games might already be in production and they want to integrate them with live service. We also don't know that. What if a game is already a year or two years into production and they want to integrate it with the proprietary technology and the live service in expertise of Bungie and the game's already in, de- in its dev process? I want Ghost of Tsushima game with the Destiny 2 content loop. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Bungie's busy with studios? I don't know. They have a lot of studios. Insomniac's likely working on Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine. But Su- Sucker Punch could be working on something right now for Tsushima. How many other how many other studios do they have? I mean, Housemark could be working on something. Some of these games may already be out, and they want to add to them. That is true. They could push out. Think about it. Oh wow! What if that's the move? 
what if some of these games get the director's cut treatment and then they inject them with live service content loops like they like they injected Ghost of Tsushima with a director's cut update and they added Ikishima and then they added what was it Rivals they said by 2026 that doesn't mean that they haven't been in development this whole time right so they could take existing properties give them the director's cut treatment and then inject live service they could be already in production there's a variety of ways this plays out listen if there's something you should know about sony they do not push out half-baked crap their games are like polished and very good they don't just shove junk out Naughty Dog, Insomniac, Bend, and Sucker Punch are all working on something multiplayer related. There you go. Those are some powerhouses right there. Sony Bend made Days Gone. We don't have to even defend Sony Insomniac or Naughty Dog, and we certainly don't have to defend Sucker Punch after Tsushima. They already have one of the biggest mobile gacha games in the world, Fate Grand Order. I've never even heard of that. Naughty Dog multiplayer, uh, Horizon Monster Hunter-like, New Bungie IP, three third-party partner shooters, and Twisted Metal are all coming. Come on. Come on. Days Gone says hello. Days Gone is... They fixed it. Okay, yeah, Days Gone would would be an example of a game that launched that was poor. But that got fixed pretty quickly. And you can see it in the demand for a sequel. And it ported to PC. Woo! It ported to PC beautifully. My gosh. So good. They can stagger the director's cuts too because they're staggering the uh, the Death Stranding director's cut. It's coming in March to PC. It's already on PlayStation. Fate is really big. I've never heard it before. I can only think about 12 to 13 live service games ever. Sony's going to make another 10 in four years and everything else. Yeah. Kotor, yeah, Kotor could could arrive on time and be a live and, and that'll be that'll be live service. What am I looking at here, Wheezy? What am I looking at here? Oh, Honor of Kings. Oh, I see it. Fate Grand Order is an RPG. Five point. What is that? Five point five billion. Golly. My gosh, it's under Candy Crush. It's one and a half billion under Candy Crush. Gee, many frick. Whole PUBG Mobile coming in with a 7.1 billion. 500 million behind Pokemon Go. Golly frick. Clash of Clans is a 7.7 billion. Gee, many Christmas. Games will make your dad gum nosebleed. Yeah, Creature thinks SOCOM is going to make a comeback. He thinks they're going to use the the Bungie expertise with respect to shooting mechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A live service siphon filter? Yeah, what if KOTOR? Yeah. You realize anytime they have tried to do live service or multiplayer in the past, it's been crap, right? Okay. Hang with me here. Hang with me. So... They've done a bad job up until now. And they want to make a bunch over the next four years. And they purchase 
a developer for $3.6 billion that has one of, if not the most success, it's one of the most successful non-subscription-based live service games in existence. Destiny. Long-running franchise. Eight-year franchise. Very lucrative. So lucrative, they were able to buy themselves out of an Activision contract. So you think they don't know that they need help. I mean, they, they clearly know that they need somebody to help them out with it. So you're not necessarily wrong, but you're certainly not predicting the future. You're certainly not predicting the future. They bought the Kings. Yeah, we're not Bricks Nation. Please don't talk about it. It's so special and so amazing. I'd be heartbroken if, if anybody accidentally messed it up or spoiled it. So please don't talk about it. But I agree with you. It was... I got emotional at least twice. So just unbelievable. Never would have imagined I, I, could, I could watch what I got to watch. So good. Halo Infinite update just dropped. Time to load up Big Team Battle. I, I'm good. <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm good. So I, you know, I think Sony knows. I think I think Sony live service games, as a goal and an aspiration, and they know. They literally just spent almost four billion dollars because they want talent and expertise in live service, and Bungie has done a very good job with Destiny. It'd be a miracle if they pull it off. If they launch one game not in a good state, it's going to be a crap show. I, I I feel like you're dealing in such extremes that you you you're you're cornering yourself so that you can be right. You're like you're painting yourself into a corner so no matter what happens you can be right. You're like if just one of the games is bad, it's going to be a crap show. You're also saying hyperbolically it will be a miracle if they pull it off. Why? Why? Why, why, why is it so hard to believe? Why is it so hard to believe they can pull this off? Non-subscription, non-monthly subscription, but you still have to pay every few months for the expansions. It's just a different form of subscription. Oh, come on, bleep. You know what I'm saying? Non-subscription live service assumes there's ongoing monetization, homie. How else would they? How else would it be live service? New glasses? Yes. These are the blue light blue light blocking kind. I've always worn blue light blocking glasses. My old ones are in this box here. This is our new sponsor. How do I get it to do it? Is it this angle? Come on. Come on, camera. What's the problem? Why? It doesn't like this box. There we go. Gunner. Gunner Optics. Use the glasses command if you want to grab a pair. There's no discount because the frames are so reasonably priced. They can't really discount them. So they're very, they're very well priced. So, but if you use my link, I do get credit. I just joined a big team battle match almost immediately. There's too many live service games. I cannot play them all. My biggest hesitation with live service is that I don't want it causing FOMO um, in good one-off story games. Bro, Bioware failed. Okay, that's not Sony. Bethesda failed. Okay, that's not Sony. EA failed. Yeah, okay, that's not Sony. Ubisoft failing hard. Okay, none of those are Sony. Okay, just checking. The odds are stacked against them? Okay, okay. So, Diablo 3, 
No Man's Sky, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Fortnite, Warzone, Apex Legends, Elder Scrolls Online, Destiny. I think I can list more successes than you can list failures. Do you, do you want to stack up the lists and see who wins? Because you've got like what? Anthem. I think Fallout 76 has gotten into a better place. Division. Okay. So I'll give you Anthem. I'll give you Anthem and Division. I had a pair of Gunners a long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Gunners an official sponsor now. Listen, if you guys go crazy and buy a bunch of frames, I might be able to convince them to send me more prescription frames so I can show off different ones for you. These are um, the Interceptors, and I also have sunglasses upstairs I can show you. But I want more. I want more prescription uh, prescription frames. So if you guys go crazy, I could be like, hey, we had a banging first month. Why don't you send me another pair? <laughs> I'm saying it's hard, that's my point. Oh, I'm not going to debate that it isn't hard, my friend. It is extremely hard. That's why they want Bungie's expertise, because Bungie's one of the few companies that's pulled it off. I understand Bungie seems to know, but what about the disaster of sunsetting? That has nothing to do with having a successful live service game. You're mixing, you're kind of like mixing categories, aren't you? Like, Fortnite added really disruptive things that everybody hated. Doesn't mean they don't know how to do, like, live service. Chris Nowak coming in with a brand new membership. Thank you so much, Chris. If you have not clicked join yet here, it's a great way to support the channel directly. Five bucks a month. It gets you a badge, emotes, increased access on our Discord. If you're new and tuning in, we're talking Sony live service games. Great to see a strong turnout this late in the day. Thank you for being here. I do talk shows like this Monday through Friday. I am safe for work. You can subscribe in confidence. I'll be in your sub feed all week with a variety gaming radio like this. A lot of people throw me on in the background throughout their work week because I am safe for work and they don't have to worry about what I'm going to be saying. So, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and deny that it isn't hard. It's, it's hard as balls. And Bungie is one of the few companies that just has nailed it. They've nailed it. Like, I, I don't like Bungie, but they have pulled it off. It's extremely hard. One game gets mediocre scores and the developer fails. Rainbow Six Siege is still extremely popular. Yeah, Rainbow Six Siege climbed up back on the horse. Very, very well. Very, very successful live service game right now. Sunsetting just goes to show how dumb their idea was, but it somehow got approved. Well, because it was good, it was good in principle, it was good in philosophy, it was implemented horribly. That's the classic bungee trope. They have a great idea, and they execute, they, they, they have poor execution. <laughs> They've done that for eight years. They'll have a brilliant idea, and it's, they execute it terribly. Breakpoint's getting continuous updates. Let's call it a failure. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know all these companies' bottom line. I don't know, I don't know all these companies, you know, profits and their margins. But I'm here to tell you that even though live service is really, really hard to pull off, there are plenty of very successful live service games out there. And here's why I think we're about to, we're about to usher in to an era. Okay. I think that we are about to usher in an era of 
tons of live service games okay here's why we've gone but we've gone almost 10 years now with plenty of games experimenting trying it succeeding and failing to different degrees and now games can be built on that knowledge look at MMOs as a great example there's going to be a rise in MMOs why? because they're building on what was learned up to now EverQuest, RuneScape, World of Warcraft and look what the horizon is showing us New World, Ashes of Creation Lost Ark's coming over here we're about to usher in the era of the ongoing game whether it's an MMO or a non-subscription live service these these companies can build on the on the failings and the successes of their predecessors it's why that's changing like I told you that we are about to go into the golden age of MMOs and live service I said that I said here it comes here it comes look at all the games that are being built why because the games the product think about it like this the production and the time and the investment and the capital it makes sense to keep using that capital it would be like spending billions to build a business and then being like all right now that we've got it up and running after two years we're gonna shut this business down and go build a different storefront we're gonna have to break ground build a foundation pay for materials get it all built up again video games are like that and game companies started to say listen we, we spend half a decade building the game and then it's played for a month maybe and then if we add some DLC yeah sure they'll come back if we spend 5 years on it isn't it better ROI to say let's get 10 years out of this dadgum thing that we built for crying out loud we spent all this time and energy on it the scope and the size and the production costs of video games has naturally metamorphized is that a word? into live service being the more profitable model it's way too expensive it's like my gosh you spend five years and all that blood and treasure and money building the game and people play it for a week to a month tops and then that's it Go build another one. Margins are razor thin for some of these companies because the budget's so so high. I'm all in for live service games. I agree with Ono 100 on this. Yeah, this is the way. This is where we're headed. This 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 poo poo. This stigma. This live service. That's where everything's going. Because you want to pay sixty dollars for a game that should cost 150 bucks. Like God of War and Forbidden West and all these games, they should be like 100 to $150. Based on inflation, production cost, scope and size of the of the project, the business, the amount of employees that touched it, it should be a $150 game without breaking a sweat. And they can't do that. Yo, thank you for stopping by, uh, Gorthysis. I appreciate it. Nobody's touching Anthem. Oh, I'd love to see that. Buy the rights to Anthem. I'd love to see that. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't know. They'd have to, yeah. 
they'd have to rebuild it and it just it just wasn't built on the very it just seems like it had a lot of problems baked into performance it's like Lono reusing split screen why make something new from the ground up when you have great assets already made it's exactly right I just started playing Anthem on Game Pass with 60 FPS update. Game's gorgeous. Really is. It really, really is. But I worry they'd have to rebuild it. It's a beautiful game. Super satisfying to fly around. And the and the content loop and the combat's very satisfying once you get a good build and good combos, but Yeah, I don't know. They had, they were making good strides too. Quality of first party games are $60 is way too cheap. Oh, yeah, that's way too cheap. Way too cheap. And the companies have realized, like, we can we, we can make money again and again and again and again and again and again. Like, imagine you build, like, a, a gym. You build, like, a 24-hour fitness. And once you get all these subscribers and people coming back, a great way to keep them coming back is to expand and add new equipment and... Maybe come up with subscriptions like, hey, you want to use the second floor equipment? Yeah, well, that that costs this. And oh, yeah, we've got spin classes. You can add that, right? Well, that's a great way to get a lot of capital out of their building that they spent all this money on, right? But you you, you go into a video game and the idea is, well, yeah, we're going to spend half a decade building it. And then we're going to sell it. And then that's the end of the matter. What? Why? You know what I mean? be cool if Evolve got another shot yeah I don't know Sean Layden warned that the cost of game production is going to become too much I think live service games are a natural consequence of this yeah give Anthem to respawn or get them to make the spiritual successor yeah I mean I could see handing it to respawn but respawn's the king of first person shooter I think a mech shooter is very different ever heard of sequels (laughs) Yeah, we're about to play one, Horizon Forbidden West, in a couple of weeks, and God of War Ragnarok, and look how long it took them to make. Look how long it took them to make that. <laughs> four, four and five years to make another game that's bought and played and then put down. And they hope that they hit a high enough quantity of sales to, to make very good profit to fund the next project. I think 10 is a bit much. 5 would have been better, and it could be bad if it affects the quality. Yeah, but again, we don't know, Chris. We don't know how many are in production. We don't know how many in production. We don't know we, we, we don't know how many are maybe going to get the, like we said, like a director's cut. You know? They might do director's cut to existing property and then inject it with live service elements. That you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't necessarily have to be that they start building it like tomorrow. Like they're gonna literally they're gonna literally start building ten games from the ground up starting eh, tomorrow. Like I don't you know what I mean? A lot of these are already potentially still in they're already in production. Maybe you gonna play Dying Light two tonight? It drops at seven p.m. Eastern. We are going to make preparations to play it tomorrow afternoon I worry that no one's going to give a crap tomorrow afternoon because they've been able to watch you know some purple streamers starting last night and all day today a lot of them got early early access which I hate I think it's I, it's such a killer it's such a competitive killer um, to do that because you let people get access to the gameplay so freaking early uh, I don't know 
It depends on how Sekiro goes tomorrow afternoon. If I, you know, if I beat the final boss with enough time and I'm in the mood, I don't know. We may just end on a high note and be like, hey, because I got to record and I can cast anything tonight. There's four or five games offhand that are just ripe for live service. They have several teams already working on multiplayer games that have live service potential. Yeah, that's the thing people need to remember. There are games right now being made for the Sony platform that are that are that they may be able to just like take the live service expertise and like weave it in. You know what I mean? Not necessarily, not necessarily needing to like start all the way from scratch. Uh a call to action. YouTube must protect its creators now. Non-fair use countries threaten the entire platform. Everyone that flagged the issue for me. Huh. What's going on? Non-fair use countries are a threat to the platform? How? Are people just re-uploading? Halo tweeted... Okay, so Halo tweeted, a Halo Infinite update is now live with improvements to big team battle matchmaking. If you're currently playing, close and relaunch Halo Infinite to install. Uh, so John uh, Junisek said, it's looking good. We also snuck in two sweet big team updates today. Members of your fire team or lobby will have the selected fire team marker color, even if they aren't in your starting lineup. Pelicans drop tanks, scorpions and wraiths earlier and more often. So it seems like the big team battle update is seeing good results. It's kind of like Wolverine. I don't even consider that game real at the moment. Right. I Yeah, I get that. The fact is studios can't spend all those man hours required to build meticulous game worlds only to essentially throw them away. It's not good use of resources. The update's working nicely. Okay, that's good news. I mean, I I hammered them this morning, so you know, if they can if they can rise to the occasion and step up, then good. You know, good. Um They need to. <laughs> <laughs> they need to um though the term live service gives me chills remembering anthem i wish the game would have panned out uh i still think it had one of the uh one of a kind gameplay oh for sure for sure one of the reasons that people were so irritated with anthem is they liked it <laughs> You know what I mean? People don't get that wound up and angry about a game that they don't like. So, Sony live service games could could have a similar effect. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you know, these games are good and they're ongoing. It wasn't that Anthem was bad. It's that Anthem didn't let you continue playing. There was nothing there. And it's like, this game's good and I want to keep playing and there's nothing. Let's take a look at the poll results. How many how many how many votes do we have now? 563 votes on the poll. Sony live service games. Is this a good or a bad thing them moving into more live service? 
74% saying good, 26% saying bad. Yeah, live service wasn't wasn't Anthem's problem, that's true. I keep hoping that Anthem source code leaks. <laughs> right? Update shm update. Fiesta's lit right now. Uh frick this stronghold challenge. Yeah, I, I can't stand that aspect of Halo. Making me go do other stuff. I don't like that at all. I don't. Don't like it. It's annoying. Mm-mm-mm. This guy says I'm downloading. It's a BTB uh, update, and apparently it's working um, well. Um, we need a roadmap for the roadmap. <laughs> we really do. Some of these companies, man. We really do. You really do, Brian. You really do. They, uh, we need roadmaps for the roadmaps. Metamorphose? Metamorphosize? Metamorphize. Is it metamorphize? Meta- metamorphize? I said it earlier. Metamor... Metamorphize. Metamorphose. Oh no, it is metamorphose. Yeah, that's the verb. A metamor to metamorphose. It's the verb of metamorphosis, not metamorphize, but metamorphose. I thought you were kidding around. Apparently, certain affinity is working on invasion 2.0. Yeah, we've not talked about that a lot. So the, the rumor is that certain affinity is working on Halo Infinite Invasion 2.0, and they can't even talk about it until like the third quarter of this year. We didn't talk about it quite a bit in the last episode. I can have a negative opinion about the game and be a fan of Halo. It's not like I consider myself uh, a Halo fan. I like it on principle. Oh, that was a good one. I play a few MMOs. I still like TD, TD2 and Minecraft. So many games follow live service roadmap and do very well. People just assume this is how games are supposed to be now. Would it just be metamorph? No. Metamorphose is the verb. I'd instantly crowdfund and hire you as a consultant. Find the team and fix the game. Oh, you want to crowdfund and get me to be the consultant for Anthem? Yeah, they wouldn't listen. I mean, I I was at one of their... I I was at a meeting at EA Play about Anthem. And, um... I didn't say anything. Because there was some dumb dumb know-it-all that like hijacked the entire meeting and he was talking in the particulars and the problem with speaking in the particulars is the particulars didn't matter the game needed a vision and direction it's like it's great that you're adding what were the things they were adding what were they called the the big the, the, the missions that you could go play there were like mini raids or whatever they were adding more of those and I was like this is great that you guys are making content this is cool that you're making content and giving things people to do. But where is the where is the game's headed? What's 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 your vision for the game? Is this a min-maxing game? Is it a loot-based game? Is it a looter shooter with seasons? What is it? Expeditions, is that what they called them? 
the expeditions were already in the game. This was something new that they were adding, I thought. In any case, strongholds, I can't remember. They were speaking in the particulars, and I was like, you don't need particulars right now. You need a vision and leadership. That's why when they started pushing out the cataclysms, that's what they were. Yeah, the cataclysms were the new thing that they were talking about and adding and all of that. That's right, it was cataclysms. And they started to push out like UI updates and what felt like vision casting updates. Like, this is the game that we want to build. This is where we want to take the game. And then I started to get interested. I was like, okay, now you're not talking in particulars. You're speaking in a meta, like a, 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 a instead of a micro level, you're speaking in a macro level. What is Anthem? What is it? Right now, it feels like a game that just should have been a single player game and had an end, the beginning, a middle, and an end. That's all it should have been. If you can figure that out, then you can start to direct your teams and your project leads to take the game from point A to point B. What kind of a game are you building? They didn't. They just didn't seem to know. Did any of the other content creators say anything of substance at the meeting? No. No. Listen, with respect, a lot of content creators... <laughs> With respect, a lot of content creators aren't that bright. They're really, really good at doing like weapon breakdowns and guides on how to beat levels, but they're not visionary people. They don't have like big picture, like here's how you can fix this game, here's how you can solve this game, here's a loot inc- here here's a content loop incentivization problem, here's a scaling problem, here's a problem with your longevity, where's the elasticity, what's this going to do in six months, how are you going to do all this? A lot of them aren't that thoughtful. What they can do is, is they can give you a guide. Here's how you beat this level. Here's the strongest weapon. Here's a crunched number data breakdown. They're really good at that. But if you get content creators in a room and you start trying to break down like the big picture problems with games, a lot of them couldn't fight their way out of a wet paper bag. They'd be like, uh, I don't know, make more content. Like, I'm not arrogant. I don't think I'm like way smarter than them. They have different skill sets. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I could not do what most of them do. I don't, I'm not wired that way. The breaking down of the damage and the breaking down of this and that min-maxed build and this min-maxed build and this guide. They're so good at the particulars, but they're horrible at big picture. Visionary zoom out. Get off the ground. Stop looking at the particulars. What is the problem? Like, What's the trajectory of the player base? Like, how many times have I told you guys, this, 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 it's all going to result in this type of player, all this type of player behavior. That's what's going to happen. Right? That's what's going to happen. Oh, no, that's not going to... New World, sure it is. Trials of Osiris, sure it is. You see what I'm saying? Like, if you can't look at the parts, zoom out, make predictions about you know, incentivization breakdown, patterns, behavioral problems, like what what trajectory player base numbers are gonna do, how player base you know, player bases are gonna get into like degenerate cannibalistic behavior. If you can't do that, then you're gonna be worthless in an argument in, in a discussion like that. All you're gonna say is that's what was happening. The one guy was just focused on the particulars. He was focused on the content. And I'm like, this is all just none of this matters. 
None of this matters. Where is the foresight? Where's the vision casting? Like, where are you taking the game? You could make 15 more catalysts and it wouldn't matter. Now, it would never matter. It's like there the, the game doesn't have an identity, it doesn't have a soul. You need big picture so, you know, problem solving. It's a bit reduction to say they aren't capable of figuring out good game design, but I also think that all, all game devs are good at it too. It's also priorities and what the dev's vision is. I didn't say all. What I'm saying is a lot of YouTubers that get invited to events like this, you know what they're really good at? They're good at reading over a blog post. They're good at regurgitating the news. They're good at giving you a weapon guide. They're good at telling you how to beat a mission. You know what I'm saying? They're good at reviewing games. They're good at talking games. But you ask them, big picture, game design philosophy, what's the matter with this game? And they're going to go, uh... Uh, add more loot add add more content I'm not slamming them I'm simply saying that's not their gift set that's not what they're good at most really really good YouTubers who cover video games they don't operate at design philosophy levels they operate at breakdown level they're more like they're like the other they're, they're almost like an engineer there's a difference between an engineer and a project lead there's a difference between an engineer and like a CEO. The CEO and the project lead has to cast vision and direction and trajectories. Big picture. Synergistic systems. An engineer can break apart a toaster and tell you how all the parts work. He's not going to necessarily be able to tell you how to market the toaster or to package it or how to, how to get it into people's homes. You see the difference? And I think a lot of YouTubers... They just, they fall into the engineer category. They can break stuff down. I can't do that, by the way. I'm not a details guy. You guys know me. I don't even read the screen. I misread. I get confused because I misread the directions. I misread the bounty or the whatever. I'm not a particulars guy. My wife is like super detail oriented and she plans out the kids homeschool and she ran inventory for a local uh, AT&T store for a couple of years. I could never freaking do that. So I could never do what most YouTubers do. I would make I, I I couldn't do it. I'd have to work twice as hard because I'm not gifted in that area. I don't do damage breakdowns, min max build breakdown strategy. Blah, 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 blah. I don't do that. I don't. I'm better at doing like well, okay. What's the what's the player incentivization problem here? Well, what's the elasticity problem here? Do you remember Armor 2.0? Remember before it even came out? What did I say? There's no elasticity here. I'm gonna spend three months getting a god tier build. Why would I get rid of it? And they had to solve that problem after the fact. And when they solved that problem after the fact, they painted themselves into a corner with builds that were too strong. So then they had to, they had to block those builds off to the sunset, right? Because they weren't thinking, there was there was no foresight. It was like, oh, just here's more stuff to chase. I took one look at Armor 2.0, and that's what I said. I said, where's the elasticity here? What in the frick am I going to do in three months? How are you going to incentivize me to grind in four months? You're going you, to invalidate my, all my work? No? Well, then what are you going to make me chase? More loot and more content doesn't doesn't fix games, and it certainly doesn't get games into a live service rhythmic trajectory pattern where people keep coming back and playing. I don't know, Creature, I don't know why you're telling me to stop. That's true. It's true. 
Do you know how many meetings I've been in with with game with with with, with YouTubers and streamers trying to consult on what would fix a game and like what they say is like oh my gosh. Look at look, look at the game we used to cover. Look at the game we used to cover. Almost every single thing that content creators contributed to the game with their insight and their input, it all got taken out two years later. Why? Because it was stupid. (laughs) It was stupid. Everything. (laughs) Slow leveling, making content really, really hard, making things really grindy with like extra layers of currency. Gone, 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 gone. All that influence from all those YouTubers. Why? Because they're not analyzing big picture player trajectory or player pattern projection. All they're doing is just trying to give themselves more content to make. We want things to be slow and grueling and terrible so we can stream for eight hours a day. That's why, like, they're engineers. They break things down. They want things to be slow. They want to be able to min-max. They want to be able to get an extra point here or another point there. They had to, they had to rip all that crap out of the game. Because I'm telling you, that is a consistent trend in that kind of feedback. So when I'm sitting in a meeting and they're talking about Anthem, <laughs> and and three of the people talking were constantly dealing in the particulars and talking about content, I was like, it's a freaking waste of time. This is a waste of time. Nobody here is even thinking big picture. You're all thinking. You're all thinking about the little teeny tiny. Uh, What's going to happen when the cataclysm's over? What's going to happen when everybody gets all loot from a cataclysm? I don't know. People are going to stop playing. How are you going to get them to come back? Well, we'll just put another cataclysm in the game. Well, is the cataclysm loot in that cataclysm going to be better than the loot in this cataclysm? Because it's better than the loot in this cataclysm. You just invalidated the previous cataclysm, which invalidates this cataclysm. Because if I'm going to run this one, then I'm not going to be able to care about the stuff once I'm done with it. Because once I'm done with it, you're going to have another one waiting for me. That kind of feels like a pointless loot treadmill. So where's the elasticity of either my loot or the content so it can go for more than two months? Well, nobody's thinking about that. They're talking about why the cataclysm's fun. That that's why I said nothing at the meeting. <laughs> that's why I said nothing at the meeting. I don't no, no thanks. This is pointless. This game's dead in the water. I told you guys when I came back from EA Play 2019, I told you. I said I'm concerned. I said I don't think they know what game they want to make. I said, I, I, I do not know. I don't think they know what game they want to make. I'm super concerned. And then like a year later, they started rolling out all those UI updates and all those menu updates. I was like, oh, okay. You're rebuilding the game. That's what you need to do. You need to rebuild the game. It needs a trajectory. What did I say? Call it Anthem Genesis. You'd go to the arc. You'd go to the Anthem of Creation. As a player, you could initiate an entire game reset because it needed it. That needed it. A lot of straw manning. Explain that. You can assert I'm straw manning, or you can explain it. Asserting is a lot easier than arguing. Lots of those games you mentioned aren't live service. Are you even live right now? Who's he talking to? What? Who's mentioning games that aren't live service? Me or somebody in chat? So that's why I said it should have been called Anthem Genesis. You should have reset the entire game. You reset all the loot tables to be more tra- to, to be more trajectory driven. So you grind up. I'm sorry. You gear up to go up. So the spiral staircase works logically. Then you add content 
later that's harder that requires you to grind gear up to grind up to go up to go so it keeps the spiral keeps going broader in its in its reach and you have more things to rerun and do at the harder difficulties but you'd have to redo the entire game's loot structure you'd have to start from the bottom you know white green blue purple and so forth so that your early tier one grind is here and then it spirals up from there and you would have needed to reset the entire game in order to do it because you would need the transcriptions to be logical the transcriptions weren't even logical at the time you could get a shotgun with transcriptions for like an ar it didn't make any sense so they had transcriptions that were convoluted and contradictory and the loopholes themselves weren't even generous enough he says MMORPGs aren't live service Destiny is yeah okay MMOs are not live service there we go Bioware forgot to make a game engine for Anthem. That's what killed Anthem. It was EA exec that said, no, keep the flying mechanic. Yeah, they were going to build like a survival game with like storm systems and stuff. You know what I mean? I might be speaking out of turn, but you should have been a game dev. You have a lot of good ideas. I couldn't... I don't know. If this guy can become a game dev, we all have a chance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm curious how you classify an MMO RPG then if it's not a live service. I don't, I don't know what that is. How is an MMO not an, not a live service? What classification would you give it then? That that seems that, that I don't know. I feel like people do that just so they can they they can say there aren't any good live service games. I feel like I feel like your motivation in saying that is suspect. put Lono in a room and let him prod with questions it's always easier right it's always easier after a game is designed to pick it apart and criticize it that's why I've always tried to say okay this right here that's a great idea but my gosh it'd be so much better if you did this 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 and this yeah it's so much easier to do that it's way easier to do that it's it's why you can watch me play a video game and you see stuff that I don't see. Why? Because you're 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 watching it after the fact, right? You're watching it after the fact. You're like, yeah, I, I you didn't see that guy. There was a guy right there in the corner of your screen. Well, you're not you're not you're not playing the game, so it's easy for you to do that. So it's a little unfair. Like, sure, I can pick apart a game afterwards and be like, here, here you go. Here's all your problems. It's really easy to armchair. But I think the key to a successful live service game, the key to an ongoing game, is you have to establish from moment one the evolution of the content loop. How's it, what, 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 it going to evolve? Because if you can have a good content loop, that's great. The content loop in Anthem was good. The flying, the slamming into the ground, the fighting, the combos. They built this great content loop. And nobody asked the question, well, how is this going to evolve? What What's the second, third, and fourth month going to look like? What's month? What's the sixth month going to look like? Oh, we'll give them more content to do. <laughs> that, that is such a superficial answer. That's not, that's not going to work. That isn't going to work. 
that that why would they want to go run it? What's the incentive? What's the motivation? To get more loot. Well, then what do they do with their current loot? They throw it out. So you're going to invalidate all their hard work and ask them to go do more hard work. Uh, that's risky, man. That's a tightrope. You got to honor what came before and motivate them to chase what's out there. How are you going to do that? Uh... <laughs> I remember people, you know, we, we used to get in that uh, debate all the time with Destiny. We got in that debate all the time with Destiny. You aren't respecting, you aren't respecting my grind if I have to go chase new stuff. So a loot-based game where you don't want to chase loot anymore. But that's a player mentality that you have to grapple with if you're going to build a live service game that's ongoing perpetual perpetual player incentivization PPI super important I just made that up how are you going to maintain PPI perpetual player incentivization how are you going to do it if you can't it, like if you can't answer that question then you won't you won't have a successful live service game this is why battle passes work so well You know, battle passes work really well because you get to carry all that stuff forward with you. If you want to, if you want to use something from season two, three, or four to make yourself look cool, you can. And now there's oh, there's new stuff to get a new battle pass. It doesn't matter that your level reset. It doesn't matter that your level reset. Mark my words, this will kill Sony and Bungie. Gee. <laughs> Man, I don't... <laughs> okay. Yeah. C- couple of billion and Sony's like, well, we killed ourselves, dude. Sony's dead. A 3.6 billion investment didn't go well. They're done, man. They're freaking done. That was their last. That was their last month. That, that was the last dollars in the in their wallet. They they did. They they killed themselves, bro. That's it. That's the end of Sony. A bad investment of 3.6 billion was all it took. <laughs> Investing into one of the most lucrative video game verticals out there, live service. <laughs> They're, they're investing into probably one of the most lucrative video game verticals available right now. Live service games are incredibly lucrative. They, they, they generate ridiculous amounts of money. Why is it okay for Microsoft, EA, ETC to do live service but not Sony? Yeah, I don't understand. Like, what, what are they? Are they? Are they some kind of? What I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I do. I do not understand. Are they in some kind of special class? We'll be reminiscing about the good old days of Sony and Bungie. <laughs> yeah. Sony has 20 billion cash on hand. Buying Bungie can't harm them. Yeah, I, I think they're all right. <laughs> But what's popular single player? 
the most profitable, most played games are not single player games. They're multiplayer games. What are you talking about? Sony has done an excellent job and they've made amazing, amazing sales numbers for their single player games. But commercially speaking, if you look at the industry, live service and multiplayer is where all the money is by an astronomical amount by an astronomical amount $5 tip from Akuta Papa says I'm constantly harsh on Sony because of their business decisions this isn't bad for Sony even if two of the games don't go well it's a money farm right? They're still the top revenue generator and they're arguably using the harder model. Yeah, that's a well-made point. Sony is Sony is doing just fine and they're using an outdated model. What do you think they're going to be able to do with live service games? Also hedging your bets to say if one of the games fails, it'll be a crap fest. Right, like that yeah, that's 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 such a, that's such a loaded prediction. Such a loaded prediction. What are we getting on this? Yeah, I thought we were going to I thought we were going to struggle. I thought we were going to struggle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no search, no no suggest. Such a such a narrow category and we're still crushing it. I love this channel. <laughs> I love this channel and I love you guys. This is such a a difficult topic to get to to like shove into YouTube <laughs> and you guys brought the support anyway I love it no one's finding this video on YouTube <laughs> it's so non-specific like Sony live service games <laughs> it's not about a particular topic or game and we're doing just fine I'm so, I love this channel so much Sony had 44 billion cash on hand uh, for 2020 for example uh, and not all deals need to be all cash. Bungie's just the beginning. I can definitely see Capcom next. Can someone list the negatives for Sony making a Game Pass live service or, or live service games? I haven't had a valid reason. I, yeah, I don't know. Where do you think the money comes from? Milking their fan base with microtransactions? Wait, what? I don't understand what you're saying. Who Who's milking their fan base with microtransactions? Who are you talking about? I don't, I don't know what I don't know what you're talking about. A five dollar tip from Chris Nowak: It will only be bad for Sony if it affects the quality and releases of their first party single player games, which I don't think it will because I believe this will be very separate venture. Thank you for the five dollar tip, by the way. I, I don't I don't think so. I, I think I think it'll be a, a this is a very different venture. I don't think it'll have any effect on their on their first party titles. How do you not understand that? I don't understand who you're talking about. You didn't get, you didn't attach it to anybody. Who's the they? When you say they, I need the antecedent. I need to know who you're referring to. Sony milks their, their, their audience with micros or Bungie does. Who are you talking about? It blows my mind that people can think a company that's dominated the market for 25 years has all the resources, knowledge, and most importantly the largest install base is somehow going to fail at making games. 
Yeah, I mean, they're the all-stars right now. That's, that's... <laughs> Sony wants bigger sub count with higher monthly costs. So the Sony Game Pass is coming. Backwards compatible and live service will drive subs. I agree with you, Sam. Sony's problem will be the day and date into Spartacus. If it doesn't happen, it will fail. No, I, I, I dismantled that argument so quickly, Mo. No. Day and date's not needed when you have 140 million potential subscribers. 140 million Sony users that don't give a rip about day and date because day and date only concerns the PC crowd. And the PC crowd is proving that they will buy and support ported titles in great numbers. They have, right now, they have commercial and economic reasons to not do day and date. Why? They have 140 million potential Spartacus subscribers and PC has proven that they will buy their ports in great numbers. They're going to turn their back on that? Look at how well God of War on PC did. They have economic, measurable economic reasons right now to not do day and date. There's just no way. Yeah, God of War sold really well. A four-year-old game. They ported a four-year-old game to PC, and it blew Days Gone and Zero Dawn and Death Stranding out of the water. A four-year-old game. And they're going to be like, yeah, no, we're going to turn our back on those potential sales, and we're going to do Spartacus day and date. You have 140 million potential subscribers. Significantly more than the potential subscriber base of the Game Pass. Because they have way more consoles in circulation. And PlayStation owners don't give a rip about day and date because they're not on PC. The logic isn't there, Mo. Sony doesn't need to put day and date. That backwards compatibility library is a motivational reason to subscribe by itself. But I can see... Uh, multiplayer and some second party single player games day and date no it doesn't day and date into Spartacus will be worthwhile if not they might as well keep PS now you keep saying that but Spartacus is going to be more than that they'll be able to put they'll be able to put more games on there someone make something make sense to me I own a PC and a Playstation and an Xbox why do I need the Xbox what is on it that I can't do between my PC and my PlayStation? They're dropping PS Now because they're upgrading beyond PS Now's infrastructure. I'm not talking about just PC, Lono. Spartacus will be the subservice that needs day and date. You're arguing so narrowly, Mo. Like, Spartacus can't go anywhere if they don't do day and date. You're... You're not, you're not even engaging with this point that I've made. You're not engaging with it. There's 140 million PlayStation owners that have... Day and date doesn't affect them. It doesn't. So answer me this, Mo. How do you convince the 140 million PlayStation owners to buy Spartacus uh, with day and date? Day and date doesn't affect them. Day and date only affects PC owners. So answer me this, Mo. How does Sony get its existing PlayStation owners on Spartacus? Because according to you, without day and date, it's just PS Now. Day and date only affects PC users. So day and date is 
completely immaterial to a PlayStation owner. So what will distinguish Spartacus from PS Now to the 140 PlayStation owners? What will it be? That's the question you have to answer. And the answer is backwards compatibility and more games. They're going to add more games to it that are currently in the library. So it's like an upgraded version of PS Now. You see what I'm saying? There's a they have an existing user base, Mo. You're not under, you're not explaining how they're going to convince people to do to do Spartacus to the 140 million existing users. How are you going to convince them? Day and date. But day and date doesn't benefit them. Day and date only benefits PC users. Day and date means first party will go into the service day and date. Oh, so you're saying Spider-Man 2 will hit Spartacus on this release. No. No. Sony's going to put its first party AAA on Spartacus and will stop spending 70 on each as Spartacus will be too good of a deal. No. I don't think so. Maybe they'll give you a discount. I'll take that action, Mo. I don't think they'll do it. Yeah, I'll take that action. I don't think so. No. Mm-mm. Their games sell so freaking well. Why would they do that? Their games sell so incredibly well. Why the frick would they do that? They'll give you a discount or maybe they'll kick it there a month later. I could see them kicking it there a month later. I don't know. I, I can't see them doing that. Their revenue stream right now is so dadgum strong for first party titles. That seems so backwards. That's so much revenue loss. Immediate revenue loss. One of the leaked features of the highest tier is extended gameplay demos for brand new titles. Well, then that shoots Moe's theory in the the foot. If a leaked feature is that you get extended gameplay demos of brand new titles, then that, that his prediction can't come true unless they've completely modified what was leaked and they're not going to do that anymore. There's no way they're going to let you play Spider-Man 2 on Spartacus day one. There's no way! Why would you cannibalize your own sales like that? Yeah, I, like Microsoft did it with Halo, but Microsoft typically does it with games where they go to the company, offer them money because they want to make Game Pass a sweet deal. Doing it with first-party titles? What in the frick? Why? Thinking comes from not knowing, and I know so because of 140 million in service, live service is better than 5 million to 20 million sold. If the leaks are correct, Mo, your prediction is wrong. If the leaks are correct, you'll be able to play the game, and there's a, you'll be able to play an extended demo of, of Ragnarok or Spider-Man 2, and then if you want it, you can buy it. That's one of the leaked features. So unless that leak is completely l- wrong then no, your prediction can't be true. They're already planning on letting you play games on an extended demo so that they can get you to buy. Think about how freaking brilliant that is. Hey man, Spider-Man 2 came out. You want to play it? Yeah, you can play it right now. Sick! Two hours in. You want to keep playing? Oh, I do. This is so fun. Okay, you got to buy the game now. What? Oh, okay. 
that's value is it not that's value getting to try a brand new game and then maybe yeah maybe buy it at a discount if you're if you're on spartacus you buy it at a discount <laughs> they will get do you know how many people they'll get to sign up when they find out wait so when when a game like God of War Ragnarok comes out or, or like when Spider-Man 2 or Wolverine comes out I, I can just play it and try it out before I buy it that's great but then on, on Xbox they get to play the entire game do you think they care they got 140 million in saturation real talk most PlayStation leaks aren't true at all except all the most recent PlayStation leaks have been true <laughs> uh, all the leaks about games coming to PC, all the leaks from that that uh, that presentation, it's all it's all coming true. What do you mean? What what PlayStation leaks haven't come true? Virtually all the ones we've covered have come true. <laughs> I don't know, man. I can't wait till it's here. It'll be like Psychonauts two all over again. It'll be like Psychonauts two all over again. Mo Mo will have to eat crow. I'm gonna name you Eat Crow Mo. But you can still buy the game at a discount on Game Pass and try out the whole game. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Sony's going to play it a very different way because Sony wants Sony Sony right now, right? 140 million. How many of those still run? How many are a footrest? Come on, Hilly. <laughs> Ghostwire premiere today at 5. Yeah, we can't cover it. Shoot. Hang on. I'm not watching the time. I got to set up the next stream so that people over there get a 30. Lord knows the the, the uploads are not doing well. <laughs> we need these we need these live streams, baby. We need these live streams. Mm. We're going to be doing some drop die cast in Warzone. I was so angry this morning. I tested it out to see if I could do what I wanted to. And the first guy that I spectated was just absolutely tearing it up. I was like, oh my gosh, this would have made such a good drop die cast. He was just shredding. I was like, great. I dropped into the game. I dropped into the game and died and it's going to think that I'm terrible and now my MMR is going to be so low it's going to put me in trash lobbies for the rest of the day I blew my I blew my <laughs> I blew my shot the first game I spectated some some killer some absolutely killer player cheating the next guy you watch uh will be to those so don't worry oh no he wasn't cheating trust me i i know what cheaters look like man i i played i played back in the day and quake 3 rocket arena had wall hackers and aimbotters i know what a cheater looks like this guy was not cheating 
you could tell his rank was really high his instincts were really sharp like he, he knew what he was doing he was a good player yeah cheater or potato which will it be I'm playing I was playing controller on Xbox I have a feeling I have a I have a feeling that uh, he, he was not cheating all right we'll be going over there in about 30 minutes Yeah, I saw that, Dauntless. I saw that. A third of the purchase price, yeah. Make straight bank if they do day and date? No. It's kind of like... Okay, it's like this. It's like kind of like this, Mo. It was like when Amazon Prime got you ad-free viewing on purple and they had to take it away and it made it made everybody really mad, right? Okay. Made everybody really, really mad. Sony's strategy here is brilliant because rather than immediately giving you day and date on really, really big titles, they'd be like, well, no, we're not going to do that, but we'll let you try them out. That's a great value. You've never been able to do that before. So the Sony user base, you know, 140 million. Let's say there's 20 million footrests, Hilly. The 120 million people out there that are like, Oh, I can try the game out. Do you know how many? It'll probably increase their. It'll probably increase their day one, uh, day one and week one sales because way more people will be like, "Man, I, I this is such a great value." Anytime a new game comes out, I can try it. This is wonderful because the Sony market is not the same as the Microsoft market, so that consumer base is going to be thrilled with that new feature. Right to them, that, to them, that's a brand new feature. I can try out Spider-Man 2 when it comes up. I can try out, you know, Ragnarok or Wolverine or whatever. I Man, this is great. This is amazing. I've never been able to try out a Sony game before. This is great. Would that harm their pre-order sales? It depends. It depends. Really, really big first-party titles like Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Ragnarok will probably be just fine on pre-order sales because think about it. Like... They, they can bake in so many cool benefits and cool little trinkets and toys or whatever the frick and then everybody's gonna you know everybody's gonna wanna wanna be a part of that get some cool statue of Aloy or or Kratos or Wolverine or whatever there's no point to Spartacus if they don't put new games on it it would just be PS now but the leaked benefits Robert is that you would be able to get extended demos of new titles how is that not a huge value? Think about what that would have done for Returnal and Ratchet and Clank. Tons of players would have been spared the frustration of not really knowing what Returnal was, and a bunch of other people would have been like, dude, Ratchet and Clank is awesome. I want to play the rest of that. What you're saying is they should bring back game demos? I think game demos are a far better way to do it. I think game demos are a far better way to do it. I think Microsoft completely oversold themselves. Think of how many more of the how many more units they would have sold if you could only play a game for a couple hours and then if you wanted to play the rest of it you had to buy it. How many how many more units of Outriders probably would have sold? Think about it. First 2 hours of Outriders is pretty good. 
that's pretty good. That's not bad. Gives you a pretty nice sample of the game. All the problems that Outriders had was way, way, way late game. And by then, who's going to pay full price for that game? Well, once it's off of Game Pass, you need it to... You have to buy it if you want to keep it. Well, I don't care now. I got all the way to the end game. That's trash value. Look at Steam. Two hours on everything. Yeah, but you can't play Spider-Man 2 on PC or Wolverine on PC or God of War Ragnarok or Horizon Forbidden West or Returnal or any of their other first-party titles. You guys keep making all these false equivalency comparisons. Like, who gives a frick about playing it for two hours on Steam? It says extended demo, so maybe it's longer than two hours. I don't know how long it would be. They still sell units. Yeah, that's why that's why Outriders didn't even get their they didn't even get their royalties from the publisher because they didn't sell it. They didn't sell as many. If you don't think Outriders landing on Game Pass day one is not a cautionary tale, then I don't know. Saying returning under two hours is bad. No, Wheezy. He's saying that if you he's saying why would you subscribe to something that gives you a two hour sample of a game when you can do that on Steam and it doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost you anything. He's like, you buy the game and return it if you don't like it. You don't have to pay a subscription fee to Steam. That was Hilly's point. I miss the leaks. Is there a two dog? There's no, today wasn't about leaks. Today was about Sony live service games and how they want to make 10 of them over the next four years. Now we're stuck on this Spartacus thing because Mo's thinking is this that Spartacus will be Spartacus is going to be PlayStation's Game Pass and Moe's thinking is why would anybody sign up for Spartacus if you're not putting big first party titles on it on the day they launch like in his mind who the frick cares about Spartacus if I can't play Spider-Man 2 day one on it I think he's discounting the fact that first party PlayStation's titles sell at such an unbelievably high rate and how many examples do you have of first-party Microsoft titles going day and date? How many? How many? One. One. You have Halo. So even Microsoft isn't doing it in great numbers. Even Microsoft isn't putting big-name titles day and date on Game Pass because that's not always the best strategy. So according to the leaks, Spartacus will give you extended demos of new releases meaning you want to uh you want to play spider-man 2 here you go and after i don't know two or three hours it's going to be like hey if you want the full game you got to buy that's a huge value to sony owners they've never had anything like that i can play i can try out ratchet and clank or god of war ragnarok or oh i'm sorry four to five okay yeah you're right four to five I, i missed one so two Yo, Gilly, with seven months of renewal, look what I found I could do. Seven months and going strong. Don't stop, Lono. Thank you, Gilly. Yeah, you can do renewals of memberships by hitting the dollar sign at the bottom of chat. It should be down there if you're up for renewal. Like a renewal celebration. Flight Sim, kinda, three. Oh, was Flight Sim on Game Pass? Was it? Perfect Dark and Fable will be day and date. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think Microsoft's structure and, and, and consumer base is vastly different than Sony's. 
I think it's vastly different. Spartacus, pay $10 a month to test games. I'll pass. Why would I do that? Well, because you're not just getting that. You're getting more than that. You're going to be getting backwards compatibility. You'll be getting maybe discounts on games. They'll they'll keep throwing old games on there. Spartacus could be giving PS Plus members access to complete PS Plus back catalog. All Microsoft games are day one on Game Pass. All first party games. You're wrong there. So they're going to throw, they've said that, they've said every single first party Microsoft game will always be on Game Pass at launch. Every single one. Have they made that promise? Paul says, every Microsoft game is day one. Yes. Okay. Well, then you'd have to compare then why are they doing that? didn't Microsoft say they're trying to get everybody off of Microsoft Live Gold and eventually they're just only going to offer Game Pass and th- so that's their way of getting everybody over on Game Pass they're, you're, you're basically then presuming that Sony's strategy is identical to Microsoft's Microsoft wants you on their ecosystem and Game Pass is the catalyst so do you think Sony's strategy is identical That's the question. So, you are imagining and presuming that Sony is going to pound for pound exactly match Microsoft's offering. What makes you think that, given the given both companies' histories? Has, has Sony done that with their other services? You can't sit here and talk about how much better Microsoft is and how Microsoft does this and Sony doesn't, and Microsoft does this and Sony doesn't. You don't think that's going to continue? that Sony's subscription service will be different than Microsoft's? I I think it stands to reason that Sony's structure of Spartacus will be different than Microsoft's given they've structured so much of their platforms and offerings differently. But in this one case, they're going to make it identical? Doubt. Big time doubt. They're in such a stronger position in the market. They don't need to do that. Microsoft is trying to catch up to fill to fill their funnel and ecosystem with more people. Sony's not in that position. And Spartacus has multiple tiers as well. It has three tiers. One of the tiers that's been leaked has extended demos of new games. Therefore, it doesn't match identically to Game Pass. Game Pass is what? Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate. Doesn't Ultimate just include PC? Sony's not the underdog. Yeah, so much of this is arguing as if Sony's the underdog and is like trying to play catch up or something. It's not, that's not the case. I'm glad that people are arguing so strongly about this because we will clearly know when Spartacus launches. There'll be, there'll be no, there'll be no, oh, well, I'm kind of right. No, you're either going to be right or you're going to be wrong. One of, the, one of the tiers will no doubt include PS Now.
I don't think Game Pass launched with day and date. Yeah, I don't remember when they launched it, but it's day and date now. Game Pass Ultimate isn't just Ultimate because it includes PC. Yeah, it includes like EA Play and all that too, doesn't it? Like Game Pass Ultimate includes the the EA stuff. Do you have a partnership with Gunner now? I do. These are these are Gunner Optics. These are uh, brand new blue light blocking frames that I'm wearing, uh, and you can use the glasses command if you want to use my link. It's, it's, it's had trouble with this box today. Yeah, it doesn't like this box. There we go. There we go. They don't... My link doesn't give you a discount because the frames are already very reasonably priced. Like, they don't really need a discount. I don't see any way that Spart- Spartacus will be popular nor generally successful. I'm hoping to be wrong, but I don't see it happening. Game Pass Ultimate gets Game Pass, Games with Gold, EA Plus, and a bunch of other perks like Crunchyroll and Hulu. Okay. What's your model? These are the, I keep forgetting the name of them. Hang on. I have it in my notes because I wrote down which ones I wanted. Uh, Intercept. These are the intercept frames. These are pretty big frames. These are, these are quite a bit bigger than some of the other frames I've worn. Like if you want to just see like how they're, how they're quite a bit larger than like these like red ones that I've worn before. just as a way of comparison see a little less of my face is covered by uh by the red ones the intercepts are quite a bit larger if if you got to make sure your face you know hairstyle and all that can if you want larger frames larger frames can be a bit you know what's the what's the guy's name what's his harry carry (laughs) The ones are really cool. Yeah, I like them. I like them. I'm just giving you a fair warning. They're pretty big. They're pretty big frames. I think they. I think they look good, though. I like them. Why is everyone assuming Sony's Game Pass is going to fail? No, I wasn't wearing Gunner earlier this year. Last year we partnered with uh, another company. These ones are from a company called Blue Blocks, and they were extremely unprofessional. I, I two, two or three people ordered frames. I never got credit. I never got paid. They wouldn't answer my emails. Their frames were extremely reflective, and so they didn't look very good on stream. These ones are a little bit more reflective, and we, so we've made some adjustments to minimize how much reflects on the fr- on the lens, but. Yeah, Blue Blocks was was very unprofessional. Like I've never worked with a company that set me up with a link that didn't give me credit and then just wouldn't respond to my emails. It's like, are you, are you not going to pay me? Like what? Two or three people ordered frames. Like what the frick?
as long as Spartacus comes with Crunchyroll or Funimation, I'm on board. I'm already paying for both. And Sony just brought Crunchyroll. Yo, what's good, Agent Atwood? So many times I've seen people say today, is Sony can't afford this? Where do you get your information that Sony can't afford to do something? And why are they simply going to fail just because? I don't think their pass will fail, but I do think PS will make hot trash if they try to make 10 live service games in four years from scratch whilst doing all great first party games. Yeah, I think, uh, because Eugene just put a good thing, Push Square has a blog that right now all the games being worked on um, is like Polyphony is developing Gran Turismo 7 Team Asobi uh, is working on a 3D action game Fire Sprite uh, is working on Horizon Call of the Mountain the VR game Gorilla working on Forbidden West there's been speculation they're making an online multiplayer shooter Housemark. Uh, it's possible it's still working on post-launch for Returnal. Beyond that, we don't know. London Studio, uh, its next game is a mystery. Several openings mention that they're working on a PlayStation 5 online game. Media Molecule uh, is committed to Dreams. Nix's Software, uh, it's safe to assume other PlayStation exclusives could be in their hands for PC port treatment. XDev is, we don't know what they're working on. They might be collaborating on something with Sony North America. So Bend, Sony Bend is not working on a Days Gone sequel, but apparently they're working on a new open world game. Blue Point is currently working on an original game. Insomniac is working on Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine. Naughty Dog is hard at work on a standalone multiplayer game set in the Last of Us universe. Um, they're also working on a remake of the original Last of Us. Pixel Opus is working in collaboration with Sony Picture Animations. San Diego Studio is released the MLB The Show, and they might be helping on a new Uncharted game. Santa Monica is working on God of War Ragnarok. Sucker Punch Studio, uh, aside from the future projects are unknown, although a sequel to Jin's Open World Samurai Adventure seems assured. So yeah, S- Sucker Punch, we don't know what they're working on right now. Valkyrie is helping Santa Monica bring God of War Ragnarok to life. Beyond that, their job listing suggests it has multiple projects in the works, including a mobile and a console game, and an unannounced strategy title. So any of those studios and any of those projects could be uh, could could be what a, any of the live service games that that we're anticipating. They could already be in production. Don't forget, we've also said with the director's cut treatment of Death Stranding and Ghost of Tsushima, they could take existing property, give it the director's cut treatment, and bake in some kind of a live service thing to it. Like, look at what like Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Valhalla is influencing the market. More. Look at how many games on Sony are kind of like AC Odyssey and AC Valhalla. You know? So there's there's a lot there's a lot there that could already be in motion for this. And they wanted Bungie's expertise and their proprietary tech and their and their uh, their insight into live service multi-platform live service games. Surprise, this game is now live service. 
this was in the works for a year or more too this isn't a reaction to AC per se yeah I just think they're I just think uh, this one's yeah those are the ones I'm wearing intercept yep and you can d- get different lenses I let me use the restroom I'll bring down the intercept sunglasses that I have I have red frame glasses and blue frame glasses I gotta use the restroom anyway I'll be right back I'm gonna, unplug, I'm gonna unplug the red light. We're switching. We're switching gears here in a minute. Anyway, I need to charge my freaking phone. I don't think I have an outlet. I don't think I have an outlet close enough. That should do it. Okay. So they sent me, these are non-prescription, just to kind of show off on stream. These, I believe, these are the red, and these are the blue. Yeah. So these are the same frames, these are intercepts, but with like a red frame... Like, like sunglasses. So, same frames, red, red tint, like an amber, I think these are amber tint. These are the amber tinted uh, sunglasses. 
yeah, they're pretty. They're not too bad. They're not too. They're they're, they're not too dark. If I had these prescription, I could see wearing these on stream periodically. I think they look kind of cool. Little uh, little Iron Man going on. And then these are the blue. These are the blue. So we should wear these on split screen. <laughs> we should wear these on split screen. So these are the blue. So these ones, you can almost not see my eyes at all through these. I didn't know they were going to be this blue and this reflective. These are like more like a traditional uh, sunglasses. So these are the these are the blue tinted ones. So intercept frames. They got the blue tint. They got the amber tint, uh, and then. These are like the, whatever the lowest tint is, like these are like a very, very light tint. And these are my, these are prescription. What's the point of the blue? I think it's just a style thing. I think it's just a total, total style thing. You the doc now, where'd you put Lono? Yeah. Sony is blue, yuck. Hey, split screen is blue, sucker. You're the official co-host of Split Screen. You better watch yourself. Yeah, these are the clear tint. So there's a slight tint on these, but they're clear. They're, I guess they're considered the clear tint. Did they make everything you see blue? Yeah, the red and the blue puts a blue, a red and a blue tint on everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, get some green ones. I know, right? Uh, I gotta make sure we're ready to capture here. Need some Tron colors? Yo, what's good, Fat Steven Seagal? If I told people, if they, if you guys go crazy... If you guys go crazy and order a bunch, I'll be able to convince them to give me some more frames because it's a, you know, it's a new relationship. You know, this channel's small, but we're scrappy. You know what I mean? This channel is small, but we are scrappy. All right, I'm going to go here and then I'm going to go cap card two. And then the, I think we just have to make sure we're on off of microphone. Yeah, there we go. Okay. I'm just making sure we're ready for uh, split screen drop die cast. takes a minute to get into Warzone so I'm booting it up now you're 9k larger than me thanks homie (laughs) Uh, update requires restart there's another update did they push out another Warzone update today you've been digging extraction really still no face cam border did you guys decide against it Oh yeah, I just don't care about certain things, man. I don't know. I obsess over um, 
That kind of looks dope with with nothing behind me. Uh, it's all red and ominous. Usually, when we do no light in the middle, I do two blues on the on the side. Um, yeah, I, I obsess over sound quality and camera quality. I that 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 kind of stuff to me is just so superfluous. I just don't care about it. Um, you know, yeah, now. Want to see Lono playing Bloodborne? Yeah, I know people want to see me playing Bloodborne. The only problem with Call of Duty's Battle Royale is that I you I have to go, I have to die twice. I have to die to die, and then I have to die in the gulag. Darth Lono. I do kind of look like a Sith Lord right now. Welcome to the dark side. Eleven dot three, been a good week. Yeah, we're close to 11.4 right now. We had a good day today as well. We're um, we're about 12 subs away from 11.4. We are cru- we are been, we've been cruising. Um, we're about to head over to split screen for some drop die cast. If you guys haven't seen an episode of Drop Die Cast yet, I hope you join us over there. It's been very very fun. At least you can drop and die for the first time rather than hope you drop near enemies. Yeah, I can drop and die automatically in this game by just going off the map, which is really nice. I just have to wait for somebody to get into the gulag to kill me. So I hope you guys come with us to the to that stream. We're gonna head over there in about in about five minutes. Um We will be heading over there shortly. Shortly. Drinking in on this one? No, 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 no. We do that on Friday nights. We do it on Friday nights. We kick off Friday night with about an hour of professionalism, and then me and Hilly crack the brews. But I'm not going to drink on a Thursday afternoon. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's always two, the Master and the Apprentice. Which are you? There you go. There you go. Now it feels like 3D. Now it feels like 3D glasses. I got blue over here for Mando and red over there for the dark side. There you go. There you go. Here. We'll uh we'll change the rope. There you go. That's nice. That's nice. We're drinking now? No. Thirsty Thursday. I forgot about Thirsty Thursdays. Oh my gosh. That was those are fun. Those are fun times. Fun times. When that kid got that kill and you had the chug and then he immediately died right after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put on the red glasses and put the hoodie up, Darth Lono. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Super ready for DDC. Got a coal in the fridge waiting. Listen, I love that you guys are like supporting ICCA. I can cast anything. DDC is drop die cast. Uh, and then the Friday night shout cast, right? 
the Friday Night Shoutcast. That's the show on Friday nights with me and Hilly. Um, what kind of beer was that, by the way? Pfft, I don't know. The one that I chugged was probably a Narragansett. Change the background for Vader 2. I can't. I can't change those colors independent. They're on one. They're on one controller. Yeah. Can't do it. That'd be cool if I could do that, though. You think Sony and Bungie can make a game as big as Fortnite? Uh, no. No. But. But. I think Sony is working on a Marvel MMO that could that could potentially get to Fortnite levels because Marvel's so popular. A Marvel MMO. The thing that Fortnite has such an advantage on is that it's on every platform. I mean, it's on the Switch, it's on the mobile, it's on every platform. It's on PC. That's why I think a Fortnite MMO would be absolutely mo- would just be absolutely massive. Can you imagine being able to play an MMO literally on any platform anywhere with anybody? That'd be insane. Did you consider casting the video I posted about the bees killing the wasp? It's pretty cool. If it's under 10 minutes, it'll probably hit Friday night with me and Hilly. It'll probably hit Friday night with me and Hilly. I'm looking for roughly 10-minute videos for uh, for I Can Cast Anythings that, that I record. The live thing with Hilly, though, um, we, we that, that's been fun. That was fun to go through just like a bunch of them. That was really fun. Okay, so for those of you that are not aware, we have a, a bunch of other channels. <laughs> One of the channels that we have is called Split Screen. And Split Screen is a casting desk where we do esports news, industry news, and every Thursday afternoon, we do a segment called Drop Die Cast, where we drop, we die, and we cast. And um, we'll be doing Warzone today. How do you edit your clan tag in this? Is it in barracks? Yes. Uh. There we go. Clan tag split for split screen. We don't need any more of that SNTR. SNTR is on the way out, boy. Okay. $2 from Steven Seagal. I have a 10-minute video of me crying, eating cake. I I know that's what's that's what they, that's a Canadian birthday, isn't it? I think that's what they call it, a Canadian birthday. I don't know if I want to shoutcast a Canadian birthday, so um, I'm going to put... <laughs> I'm going to put a link in chat, and that's where we're all going. We're all going together, so come with us, or you're missing out 230 people that are here, okay? 230 people that are here. Please click the link in chat and come with us. Shoutcasting Call of Duty Warzone for a brand new episode of Drop Die Cast. We'll see you over there.